you think people in Wisconsin got to overcompensate? Nah, they, they, they marry their girlfriend in high, high school, school and have kids God. and but that's milk cows, form of misogyny, though. Because mm. now they're like, oh, I own my wife. I own, I have this woman. Well, you know, they that's probably, what marriage is. They probably, you know, got little barnyard brothels they go to and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and sit on the side. Yeah, we <laughs> oh, definitely yeah. live in a misogynistic culture. Oh, but, yeah. I, but we got that Mac, that pimping culture out here. And yeah, that shit, shit is, is crazy. Very toxic. Us, Detroit, a couple of places. Yeah, shit, Detroit man. got strip club culture, pimp culture. Yeah, Houston. Culture. Houston is the number one traffic city in the United States. Human trafficking? Yeah, mm, that's crazy. I didn't know that. It's hella sad. All right, we're not going to start on that. Uh, yo, <laughs> yeah. Native Sons Podcast, episode 34. It's lit. You know where we at? 34, right? Yeah, yeah episode yeah. 34, man. We yeah. don't, there you go. We always say something to, uh, to reference the number. There you go, Shaquille O'Neal. Hey, Sean, what's the bus? Huh? Ain't no 34. It's 34. 34 to uh, Teresita? No, that's 36. No, 36. Yeah. I don't know. I would say 43, is the, but that's my hate Masonic. Ain't no 34. Yeah. Ain't no, no 34. 34. What are you going to say? Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. Shaq. So that voice y'all heard, man, right now, I don't even know how to intro my dude. He just... Uh, Tell me I'm I think, handsome. I think 2020, he going to be rookie of the year. Yeah. He putting in a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? He just dropped his new album. I'm trying to be juice dealer of the year. And, oh, yeah, he's slanging juice. Slanging, he's a thespian. Shirts. Shirts. He's an actor. He got his acting debut for uh, 2019. Thank you. you. Educated. Appreciate all these compliments. Stunning Man 02 was popping. Yeah. Make sure you say the 02. Make sure you say the 02. We're going to get to that, too. Yeah, we got Jordan Gomes in the building. Also, Suave De La Stunner. And the one and only Nigel Standards. (laughs) Everybody in the building today. Right, right. Hell yeah. Yeah. So... Quick question. Hey, what was your favorite bus line growing up? Uh, 71, for okay. sure. Cause take, I grew up on Hayden Webster, so it used to stop right in front of my house, but, you know, they moved it. But I used to take that bus, and that bus, I loved that bus because it would take you all the way to damn near the beach. Well, mm-hmm. not, it would to take the you beach. To, like, damn near, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take you all the way down there, but then it takes you all the way to... The pier, so yeah. it's like, and it ran right by my house. But so I could go to Golden Gate Park. I'm talking about like when I really start going out middle school, high school. I used to hop on the bus, go to Market Street, be right there, get my freshest fit. And be like, yes. who, who I'm finna get on today? You know what I'm saying? And then when a little kid, you know, I could take that. And then I went to summer school at this place called Magic Saint Ignatius. So I used to walk down there, preferably with some buns on a on a <laughs> cool foggy summer day in San Francisco. And then for me, get on the 71. It was pretty quick. I felt like the bus was like one of the quicker buses. They, as they said in the neighborhood I grew up with, I always get on the 71 because it runs like water. That's okay. Just, that, was <laughs> that was the colloquialism at the That's time. We ain't never asked each other that, though. It's every 10 minutes. Buses. What's your favorite bus line? That's a Four, good question. I mean, it's, it's not up for debate as far as I'm concerned. It's a 14 mm. mission. Okay. It's the greatest bus line in my opinion. That was, that's it runs another. 24 hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you see a lot of different things on that bus. Depending on the hour you go mm-hmm. there, you, you show up before in the morning. It's it's a gallery. It's an adventure. Drake for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna say mine last. Uh, you already know. I mean, it's really you really asking what what bus you took growing Most, up to yeah. your house. Okay. Yeah, but it's your is that's what's gonna be your favorite. You're gonna make it your favorite. Yeah, mine's the M Ocean. I knew it. Oh, and, that's uh, enough. <laughs> try you. Uh, hey. I mean, people don't know it's not as trafficked as the 14, but man, I've seen some, some shit. crazy yeah. shit yeah. on that train. Yeah. And uh, not no more though. Yeah, it's over at with. all. No, it's very sanitized. Quick. Yeah, <laughs> phony. 
Yeah. Mine was the, either the 15 or the 9. Yeah, the 15, yeah. the number of the not say that. Those are the most wild. I on the 15. The, the most wild. Oh, my God, bro. I see Dog. someone pull a, a gun and pistol and broadly like, on the 9. I seen Right after Manny, school, bro. I say. I seen yeah. too much <laughs> It sounds like some ISA type of shit. <laughs> the 9 was mainly because it was really 9 and 24 because it was like you could definitely bring different neighborhoods. Yeah, the 24 goes from Pack Ice to And the 22, yeah. The and 24. through the Castro, and through Filmo, and through Bernal Heights, Bayshore. And 24 going 24, everywhere. I spent a lot of time on yeah. 24. Yeah. And then 67. We used to ride the 24 just by, just, and let it loop. Yeah. yeah. I remember used riding to be ass days when mm-hmm. you do that. I remember riding the, the 24 and we'd be on ass and doing tagging. we just <laughs> oh, ride from shit. one end to another with a little radio. <laughs> Man, yeah. Bus that hopping. be lit. Bus Man. hopping, baby. Man, that was really some good days. Hey, baby. where'd you go to high school? Me, Sacred Heart. Sacred Heart, okay. Yeah, okay. I had an interest in like Jason Hill went to Sacred Heart. <clears throat> I know that's definitely like that's like family. Is that right? Yeah, like oh, I grew up with his brother Puma. Oh yeah, Puma. But it's Puma. like we interconnected because my mom dated his uncle, so okay. it's like all the like the Hill family, like yeah, yeah. Raymond and all of them. We all grew up together, but inadvertently we was like family because my mom went out with they with their uncle. You know what I'm saying? Went to middle school with Jay Hill. Yeah, so I didn't know him personally, but I knew Puma, his little brother. Okay. Yeah, so it was cool. But yeah, I had man. a crazy experience in school because it's like I started out going to the neighborhood school, Marcus Garvey Preschool. Then I went to New Traditions. And from there, it was so prejudiced that my mom was like, you're never going here. So I went to John Muir in my neighborhood. Oh, shit. And then I got, I was fortunate enough that my teacher just fucked with me so heavy. She put me up for this scholarship. I ended up getting a scholarship at this place called Smart. Going to oh, yeah, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. so it's, it was crazy, though. Going to going there and then going to all boys school and that changed my life because I that's the year I went there I moved to Garlington Hunters Point mm-hmm. was living in quote unquote the one of the worst neighborhoods in San Francisco but I was going to quote unquote one of the best schools in San Francisco right, right. so really polar opposites and then propelled me to be like all right go to Sacred Heart go to college and John Muir was the elementary school right yeah and then they they said, Webster yep exactly that's the same. Kind of story is my daughter. She went to Marcus Garvey, then oh, went to John Muir. That's crazy. Your wow. daughter is me. Wow. <laughs> I'm your daughter. That's <laughs> crazy. It's not by accident. But yeah, but at the time I went there, it was when like Pay Street was at uh, the point where they call it, they call it Hayes Valley, Death Valley, yeah. and oh, they yeah. call it Pay Street, Death Block. So people used to drop me off a block away from my house and be like, you got to walk. Like, yeah. All right. Yeah. But not was, going that far. Man, it, was, <laughs> it was just like so many funny hood things that happened there because it was like one dude, it was these two brothers in my class that had the same name and they couldn't, one couldn't go to the school because he just moved in that neighborhood and because the moms was beefing. But that was a normal thing. And they had the same name, but the same dad, different moms. Both wow. of them, this shit was crazy. Like, the shit I seen out there when I moved to New Orleans, I was like, okay, I heard this, but y'all on another level, but I was prepped for it. That shit was hella funny. That's it crazy, was- too, because when you live there, I lived <clears throat> on Hayden Fillmore in, like, 2000. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So it's probably. So you know. Yeah, we, oh, but I was 19. You, you probably me? saw me, though. So I. Yeah, was probably. Like, oh, look at this little kid. Yeah, <laughs> it was wild. It was wild, but it was a lot of culture. It was good, too. Yeah, that was a hella culture. You seen yeah. every race, ethnicity, sexual yeah. orientation type of person. 
It was, it was so wet. Like, I, I miss them days. The meat market. You oh, yeah, that meat market. Yeah, that was like the best meat market in Fillmore. I like, know. I remember just coming from preschool, hop off the deuce deuce. Graham, she'd be like, you want some salami? I'd be like, you know, I want some salami, Grandma. <laughs> get a Kool-Aid jammer, walking down the block, say what's up to everybody. Hopefully, I get a dollar from five people. Now I got five dollars. Then go. I go buy some of them. This is the limited edition blue pack of Starburst, but it was all red before they had your favorite. Yeah, at the corner store on Hayden Webster. I don't think I remember Jack's Corner Store Miscellaneous shop That changed every Once One two years My house is right here Walk over there Little fat dude Chubby dude <laughs> You was one of them You was one of them You got a dollar Man, you Nah I would never ask They always would give me money oh, okay. I would okay. never ask okay. Because That's like you I think I didn't live in In the Jets But I lived on a corner Where the projects Was connected to I know exactly to. What you're you talking about saying? That so, building Right there, 398. Yeah, hey, but like, everybody, everybody used to be posting in front of my house. So you think like they saw me grow up from when I was like a baby before I was born all the way till now. And they'd be like, damn, man, I remember you was a little kid. All this stuff. And that's I, tight. That's dope. Yeah, that was a- so it's safe to say, man, that you are a native son. Stamp. Yeah. <laughs> Stamped it official. We didn't tell you this, but we was really just making sure right now. We was yeah. like running our background check. That's you know all what good. What's your favorite bus line? What high school did you, you go to, bro? And then all the questions right. right there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah straight up. Because someone from Berlin Gang can't answer those questions. Damn, oh, they'll be like, uh, actually, uh, like, uh, <laughs> I went to Carmichael. Uh, I took the NJU to so the Yo, yo, yo pre timeline. I want to mm. go through your yo, uh, hip hop timeline. Oh, yeah, let's do it. When did it start? The Damn. evolution from Jordan Gomes to Stunning Man, like, how did we get here? You want to know first, first, when I first was like, okay, I really like music, or when I first saying, okay, I should take this serious. Yeah, take it serious. Uh, probably three years ago, I remember the distinct thing of really taking it serious. Like, I had been rapping, like, shout out to Mac Just, Jesse B. We recorded in his room. First song we made was probably like 10, 11 years ago, Freedom West. But when I, I knew I wanted to take it serious when I sold my Xbox, and that was in 2016. I just remember being, it was spring semester in school, and I was like, okay, I came home one day. I was like, I'm finna play the game for an hour. I'm finna write music for an hour, and then I'm finna just, you know, do my thing for an hour. So I was like, okay. So I went up, got on the game, and I ended up being on the, I was going to do homework for an hour. So I, was like, I got on the game, and I ended up being on the game for three hours. So I'm like, dang, it's taking up hell of my time. So I sold my Xbox, and when I did that, I started doing something called, I used to put on Instagram called Free Bar Friday. It's like every uh, Friday or every other Friday, I, I write, like throughout the week, I write a verse, memorize it, <clears throat> and then spit it on Instagram for like a minute. So now I just kept doing that, and it started gaining traction, and from there, People started booking me like, oh, I saw you rapping on Instagram, come perform in this event. I didn't oh, have shit. I didn't have no solo songs, nothing. So I used to just tell my partners, come perform with me, we're gonna turn it up. And then from there I started throwing parties. But that was the catalyst to taking it serious. And that was just doing a lot of behind the scenes, like trying to battle people, doing freestyle battles, just doing a whole bunch of stuff to where it's like, oh, I wanna work on the talent of rapping. Yeah. And then it was um I think the person who told me was a uh, little Yee, his little brother, D-Daddy. He was like, bro, you can rap hella good, but you got to know how to make a song. So then I was like, oh, you right. So I kind of stopped doing that and started changing my trajectory and really start trying to learn how to make music. So Count bars and all that. That's I, how I, 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 was, I, was, I was curious. Oh, my bad. Not to cut you off. But I was, I was wondering if, like, were you uh, influenced by, like, the local music going on at the time? 
Like when I was a kid or like yeah, in high school. When you, yeah, when you started getting into um, high school, then, who you was playing? Yeah, like what were you fight? Like who like really inspired high school, you? Like I, well, I could say the first person I really really felt, and it's cliche, but it was for sure Mac Dre. Like I just remember a time of being a little kid where like get stupid. Um, Thizzle dance, all of that came out, feeling myself, and then my mom went to uh, that that um, shopping place where when it was like Fashion Town, I think, where people used to go but get their shoes. They had a Foot Locker over there, Popeyes, and they used to sell them burnt CDs in the mo, yeah. right by mm-hmm. that Safeway. And then they, I remember she got that. I forgot Mac. it was a Foot Locker right there. Yeah, it was like this crazy, like Damn. it was way back in the day. Yeah. Like, and I just remember being over there a lot because it's like when the Safeway down the street on Church didn't have what I want, we over there, or you need to get, right. you need to get eventually. Bootleg DVD stuff like that. You right there. So for me, I remember her getting that Mac Dre CD, and she's like, "Oh, I bought this." They said this the hottest CD out right now. I'm like, she put it on. It was me, my partner Greedy. He just got out of jail. He just did six years. I saw him for the first time two weeks ago after 12 years and not seeing him. Damn. And my partner Shamari, like I just remember us being in a room for like an hour and 23 minutes straight playing <laughs> Get Stupid. On repeat, and I'm talking about just dancing the whole time That's straight. Right. Like I just remember that, and I remember throughout my life. Like my mom, she you know she like too sure her favorite rapper, but she always used to say like, "Why is Mac Dre good?" It's like not because what he's saying is how it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. So that's all I try to do with the music. Like I could damn near say anything, but it's like when I do it, I want to have some type of inf- I want to evoke emotion out you when you hear what I'm yeah. what I'm, what I'm making. You know what I'm saying. Mm. So that's probably the biggest influence. And then, you know, um, I say more so actors who, I mean, rappers who act influence me the most because it's like, damn, I know your music is good, but you multi-talented. So like Method Man, Ice Cube, um, it's like anybody you could say who act and rap, they'd be like, okay, like I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool mm-hmm. Tupac. Will Smith. Like, um, like I would say I don't yeah yeah them too for sure but it's yeah. like it it's to the point where I know L Cool J more for his acting totally. and his rapping yeah. so totally. it's like it's like then my yeah. mom was like oh you know he you know he made this song and then go listen to his shit like oh shit he was raw he was really he was the dude sure so yeah. that always fascinated me because it's like damn how are these people so multi-talented and that's I don't know like rapping just came because I used to write poetry and be around people who rap what I really more so did was performing, like public speaking and stuff like that. So it was like I, I kind of deep down wanted to act more, and then rapping just came because the homies was doing, it and they was like, "Bro, stop being scared, get on." I'm like, "All right," and yeah. I just ain't want to be the weakest. I'm That's what's up. I'm I'm glad you you told that story because it's like we talk about this a lot on the podcast. Like a lot of times you'll hear like like older folks just really like clown the youngsters for not having knowledge. Not that mm. you like hella young or anything, mm, but bro. I mean, you are, you know what I'm saying? You're a young man, mm. but like a, a lot of people will talk about your generation and say, and, and not realize you have that type of mm. backdrop. You and know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense. I understand. It's just because what type of things we exemplify or what, what we show that stands out. And I get it. So it's like a lot of things we do, we do praise a lot of ignorant stuff, which Back then, when whereas hip hop is praises the knowledge, not saying that there wasn't ignorant stuff out, but it's more so you praise the knowledge. And hip hop used to be, I'm listening to this album to consume knowledge or grow myself. The rhyme scheme was more intricate, the words was more intricate, vocabulary, and now it's more of a vibe. So I, for me, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, off yeah. top. Off I don't top, know everything. Right no, I'm still learning. 
I mean, it sounds like you got a pretty soft. Well, who else you fuck with locally? Who else you fuck with from Frisco? Like you from, 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 from the city? Yeah, yeah. Like, who, really who you playing? You bumping? Uh, your boy for sure, because he was from right down the street. Local so it's celebrity. like it's like how <laughs> can I not slap him? Big Rich was going up. Uh, Boo Banga, the thing about Boo Banga was, I met Boo, but I, I wouldn't say he was rapping. Now, he was rapping, but Boo Banga, his little brother, when I went to New Traditions, he came in first grade. He We was like, oh, we the only black kids in class, so <laughs> I'm going, or we was one of the few black kids, so I'm going to go to your house. We both was chubby, had eczema, just clicked, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, I'm at your house, and then inadvertently... He had all these cool ass big brothers and sisters, and one happened to be Boo Banga. And this is like, people don't know Boo Banga, but this is like in the prime of his life when he's playing sports, he's rapping, he's still busting his moves, doing his thing. So yeah. like you get you get to see him. I was like, damn, he just looked like a superstar. It's like the life he was living was so crazy. Boo Banga. Gunna, what year was that? Uh, two thousand and two. Oh, so he was get paid, boo Yeah, so it was yeah. like he was a different person. Like <laughs> I was like, damn, he was he was going crazy. Like I idolized him. Then eventually going into middle school, it was looking at a lot of people that was like leading a charge, but not too much older than me. Like it's crazy that me and Gunna linked up now because when I was in middle school, I was fu- I used to rock with Slick Rick heavy. So I liked that <laughs> eye patch thing. And then my partner J D, he a he a Filipino dude from the D, he um Whatchamacallit, he's like, you don't know who E. Gunner is? And I'm like, E. Gunner, he just put me on. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. But the list goes too long. Like, who else can I think of? Really, I liked a lot. Like, Freedom West had their own, like, coalition of people that was going yeah. stupid. Like, yeah. um, Lil Fote and then uh, Roach Giggs. Roach. And then my partner, my cousin, Jesse B., he was, like, 14 years old, but making music with them. So I thought he was the rawest person out. You feel yeah. me? Then we used to see uh, M.A. in front of Blondies. We over here trying <laughs> to court some young ladies. And he over here trying to sell us a CD. So we like, damn, who is this dude? And then eventually we hear his music, hear y'all music. And then inadvertently, not knowing it's y'all, we slapping like, okay, this cool. Somebody in high school that later in high school, we rocked with Heavy that people... Um, now it's more taking a liking to or did a couple years years ago was Show Banger. Oh, you know okay. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah Show yeah, Banger yeah. was like this was his first early stuff and where he was still in the rich, going stupid, but he had them city ties. Showy. Um, yeah, who else? We were slapping YG heavy. I'm not even gonna holler. Of course. YG was going stupid. <laughs> like I'm talking about. I, I I rock with YG. I don't listen to his new stuff more so now, but we kind of grew up with YG because he came out when we started throwing parties and going mm. to functions. So it's like yeah. YG was going stupid. I'm trying to really think locally though. Who did I really rock with? Of course, I already said Big Rich. I'm trying to think. No, who, you didn't say Big Rich. I didn't say did. Rich. Did. Yeah, I said oh, okay, Rich. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and then Gunna just put me on with a whole bunch of his stuff. I didn't know his impact. Um, I, no, he really he when he first came out. He had a lot of sack ties. He was like, <clears throat> I was sack, and he yeah. he um he had some real big moments. Yeah, and like, then rest in peace, Dip. When he was doing things with Dip, yes, he Dip. They really had um made a big impact. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Man, but no. I wanted to say, I wanted to mention though, like, yeah, well, Frisco music, the popular music in the city is always kind of like gangster geared music towards for sure. the, t- towards negative, right? Yeah, and. It feels like it's full circle now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And with, with, with you coming in, uh-huh. it kind of breaks that mold. And you popular now. You're getting oh, some, some popularity. You, you know what I'm saying? Say I'm me. just saying, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's a breath of fresh air to have something that's mm-hmm. positive mm-hmm. that's like beginning to be at, at the forefront. Well, thank that's you, important man. for the city that. because 
historically, the thing something. that fuck up the Frisco movement, the Frisco hip hop movement, is the negativity, is exactly. the shit, is the bullshit. Is mm. the, you know what I'm saying? Every time somebody come up, and when they get at their peak. Or when they have their peak city moment, yeah. something negative happens. Exactly. I feel like each reason, I appreciate you bringing that highlight, and I appreciate you just putting me in that realm to be that person. Be like, okay, I see you going on a different trend. Yeah, because I just listen to your music. Mm-hmm. You be talking that shit, but then you would drop some knowledge in the middle mm-hmm. of talking shit. Like, exactly. That's the whole thing. <laughs> like, right in the middle of it. Yeah, thank you, bro. And that was something I worked on for hella years. I was When I first, when I started taking it serious, <clears throat> I talked to my partner, Tay Bang. He a hooper, but I, I was like, bro, I'm a figure out a way to have um, talk this shit but still make it conscious yeah. and then my producer Quake Beats he, he was telling me about a Trojan horse and he was like bro when you rap it's like a Trojan horse because it's like everything that people want to hear you got all the trigger words but you're talking about something completely different right, 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 so right. and then I, I didn't want to compromise myself it's funny that that dude called me before we did this podcast because the day I shot talk about it he was like Oh, bro, I, I fuck with this and this is cool, but, but like this is real different than the music you usually make. And I'm like, I wanted to appeal to people's ears. Mm-hmm. And he was like, bro, I understand that. But he's like, but don't change what you're doing. Because, right. like, you, they, there's a lane for you. Yeah. So I was like, damn. And that I'm, lane is wide open. Bro. You know well, and I think, I think yeah. your music, it kind of it exemplifies, it's very honest and it exemplifies like Frisco for sure because we're all like a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Everyone Frisco is like a little bit of everything. We be exposed base. to so many different things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whether we're on the block, but then we'll go to the museum. Exactly. Our yeah. school will take <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what we want to sell. Yeah, you know what I mean? We'll go like get these experiences that we didn't that we probably would never have gotten in mm-hmm. a lot of other in these inner city situations. That's fact. So I, I, I applaud you too, just being honest and uh, thank you. And even your social media presence, like you on Twitter, like the shit. You, that's why I went out. I, I, I saw you at Rio. I was yeah. like, you're ill, bro. And like, thank you, bro. I don't think you realized what I was trying to say. I was yeah. trying to like, yo, you're like, you, oh your mind is dope, bro. And the way you express yourself online is like really cool. I, you, I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I appreciate and you. you. I appreciate and you have you have like this courage to to say real shit, mm. to to have compassion and. And to say mm. things that might not seem tough to other people, yeah. but are actually tough. Yeah, but yeah, I'm to just, care about people, you know what I mean? It's hard, mm. you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I appreciate you all those good compliments, yeah, but I, I feel like it. I could be a thousand times better. And then I think I benefited from living in the hood, but not being a street dude, because mm. I can tell a different story. Like I, it's like not that I didn't think what they was everybody was doing was appealing, but it's just like. It was a point, like, I just remember being six years old and seeing a lot of stuff and be like, damn, like, this is something I, I high-key don't want to do. You know what I'm saying? So right. it was just like, mm. and then just being a, not a bystander in a lot of situations, but living my truth and being forced to do certain things and do this with having the, uh, the want to to say, no, nah, I don't want to do that or that's not me and no, it's not me rather than being a follower and then just telling my story. So, and then it just, through that, I'm able to take angles and talk to people who live certain lives and be like, damn, bro, I really respect how you feel about that. And I feel this way too, but I live in this box to where I might not be able to express that. So when I hear you talk or say something, it's like you say what I'm thinking without me having to say it. So Would you yeah. accredit that to um, the schools you went to? Uh, I'll definitely By say- By meeting other people and seeing other people. Uh, well, Same my way. first thing is my mom, my grandma, for sure, because I feel like they just have such rough lives, and they come from a different um, culture to begin with that changed them. Like, they're from Providence, Rhode Island, 
to where mm. it's like a different, whole different mindset, okay. a whole different way of life out there. So they brought that over here, and it's like you come to my house. It's like whatever food we got, you gonna eat. You know, it's, it's like yeah. it's like they're gonna treat you like you've been there the whole time. You've been there a hundred times. Right. Just a different type of real community. It's like that's how they lived, and yeah. that's how they grew up. And it's just them having that mindset, and them saying, okay. This is a young, dark-skinned black boy, and I'm I'm one of the darkest people in my family. And them saying, okay, if you're going to be out here, you have to be 10 times as better. You have to live a whole different way. We, we're not going to make you soft, but we want you to have this type of know-how. Yeah. And then also then going into not even necessarily the schools, I would say first was a program called ACE at John Muir that was an after-school and summer program and uh, where... It was basically all the black kids from Filmo that, feel me, their parents was too busy and they needed a free after school and summer program. Mm -hmm. And there, not only did I know knowledge itself, but I met people that was Nigerian, Ghanaian, Ethiopian, and Eritrean learning about the Habesha. And then it, it created relationships that I have today. Like this girl pulled up on me that she just came from Africa, just putting me on with hella stuff. But she's Ethiopian, mm -hmm. and she just bought four juices and, like, paying for us, overpaying. Like, I believe in you. I've seen you since we was five years old. We your first Habesha family. Like, wow. just relationships. Every relationship I have from that program, if I see those people, I still rock with them. And it was just that camaraderie. Like, when you walk around there, you call all elders auntie and uncle. Yeah, of And it's like, it's just like, and for me, everybody there is essentially your cousin then. Right. So it's like our brother and sister. And, and then we was learning stuff to where, like, I remember being six years old, seven years old, and we learned the global map. That was more than what school was teaching me. I didn't, and then if you notice, especially in the U.S., um, geography is terrible. We oh, think, yeah. uh, what is that one right there? Greenland. We think Greenland is the same size as Brazil. When right. Brazil is three times the size as Greenland yeah. because of the proportions of the map. Yeah. You know what I'm saying so. It's like yeah. stuff like that to where they was telling us that hell and long ago, telling us about different African gods that wasn't necessarily Egyptian or Greek, right. going into different stuff, telling us. Where Christianity originated? Did you, did you peep that one map that has the real shape of? No, Africa? I've never seen it. Oh, I've, yeah, I've yeah, never I've, seen I've, it. You I've can look. It. You can Google it. Like the real Africa is like Huge. twice as big yeah, as, as they show on, uh, on so the American maps. It's crazy. Like it's just so much. Like um, I don't know the exact words, but I would say covert type of imagery and me messaging that they do to try to minimize people of color and just people who really are the majority of the world. Real talk. You know but yeah, that's where, I say that's where it started from. And then being in my neighborhood and just seeing everybody that looked like you. And then I grew, I was fortunate to grow up on Hayden Webster and they call that a black that had made a lot of money. So it's like, I seen people with real money. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I had, all the best. He's like me. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. no, no. Like, That's me. That's what I thought, too. I, I, I like, what's up? No, yeah. but one thing I was going to say earlier yeah. was like, in Frisco, you'd be on one block, it'd be nice. One block, be not Man, nice. Yeah. yeah, it's like, you know what it's mean? crazy you, you day could, and night. You could go block to block and it could just be crazy. Yeah, like, I think You could see all different yeah. things going like five blocks. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. You know I mean? think now it's more different because now they're really fixing the city up. Like now, majority of everything look nice. But before, it literally used to be, oh, I'm walking through these nice houses. Then I'm in OC. And you're like, oh, Shit. How I get over here? I'm with just at Sacred Heart. Now I'm at OC. I would That's one thing describe we describe a city like that. One yeah. thing we talk about is just like 
people complain the city's rough now. And I'm like, bro, I'll go like damn near anywhere in the city now and feel safe. Eat, like, it's like Disneyland out here, but when we were younger, it was mm-hmm. like fucking. I'm talking about. I would definitely not go. There were certain places like I didn't go to not go yeah. until I was an adult because you, I was like, can't go there. You really so bad. Gonna you getting stripped. Like, I'm talking about yeah. they people used yeah. to be twenty deep. Like, what the <laughs> what fuck? You do? Like, bad. You go around a corner and you'd be like, whoa. That's yeah. another reason why I was like, I'm never gonna be with the shit because I like to go places by myself. And then it was like, I do not want to go through one day. I'm with 30 dudes and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm from Pay Street. Man, I'm from Harbor. Bar. And then next minute, it's like I'm by myself and I'm on the bus. And then it's 30 dudes and like, oh, what you was saying? Where you was from? And that's and a I, lot of niggas stories, too. And I don't want to get happen. all the way into that. But, yeah, but that's seen it happen. Yeah, that happens Never, all the time. And they I'll, get played out. I want to get back to the to the rap shit, though. Um, mm, that's why we're here. Off top. The name, Stunning Man 02. I know that's, uh, you kind of flirting with a lot of different uh, uh, monikers. So, Mm -hmm. what other names were you going by? Just let the people Uh, know. Jay Stunner first. That was the first name. Jay Stunner was the, that was not associated with rap. I made this group back in the day called Bajit. It's it's an acronym for Brandon, Austin, Wayne, Jordan, Papa. And we tell the women that was an acronym because it was smallest to biggest penis. (laughs) I'm just like, this is childish. Notice my name is Fourth. (laughs) Fourth. So I'm up there. But um, I was just playing. That's a joke. That wasn't the question, (laughs) man. I was was going to get your name. I did this for all the uh, beautiful single um, female listeners and viewers that y'all have. I'm, I'm, just, I'm joking, but um, <laughs> that's where the name Jay Stunner, <laughs> St- Jay Stunner came from. Eventually, we started rapping. Stunner Man 02 came from me meeting Stunner Man and then us having a, a verbal exchange, me being a kid that idolized him, him being an artist that just wasn't in a good mood, and then him kind of like ignoring me and me be, taking that to the heart and just being upset, ready to fight him as a kid. And then... Still have paying homage to him, and then two was my number in football. So when I had aim back in the day, I was like, damn, I need to make a um, aim name. And at that point, after that altercation, everybody from the hood kind of started calling me Stunner Man. So I just put the O two on it because everybody said I look like Stunner Man from the pack. And then bringing that whole story full circle, it was cool because. Like last year, I went to this play. The people who made the stars of Licks, their mom is a thespian. She put on a play. And there I see this dude named Erickson who I just recorded with. Is that the Lower, lower Bottoms? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, you know what I, I'm talking I, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah that's, bro, that's that, was, that was amazing, bro. And it came from a female perspective. It's like something, a female black perspective. That's something you don't see every day. Right. But um, there, I'm looking at this dude and it ended up being Stunner Man from the pack. So I ended up telling him that story. And he's like, what's up, bitch ass Stunner Man 02? And he flexed on me like in a goofy way. But it was more like, <laughs> it was like, man, uh, my producer rock with you. And it was like, I, well, I, I, she's like, I, he basically gave me the, um, but the past would be like, you know what? You could have this Stunner Man shit. I'm proud of you. Keep doing your thing. We chopped it up. He does art now. I still got to get some artwork from him. But it was like cool. So it was like. Yeah, you're in LA, right? You're doing the fine art, right? I don't know. Whatever he's doing, he's doing, he like, doing his thing. I seen shit a couple months ago. He's doing his thing, though. So it's. The name Stunnerman 02 is basically paying homage. Paying homage and then kind of, yeah, it's like I got that. It's I, thought funny, it was, I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, uh, I saw yeah. it on like Twitter or something. I was like, damn, look, Stunnerman started rapping. Yeah, like, so, okay, no, really doing I, the solo thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you've been working out and right, shit. I mean, you look okay, a little different. Honestly, okay. I, I, I personally thought it was Stunnerman number two. 
Oh, it was That's where the O2 came from. Yeah, that's it, why is, I, yeah it is like the number two. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, so, I'm the second stunning man. Yeah, that's what I kind of really be okay. saying. So it's okay. like, it came, it came from everybody calling me stunning man and me saying, oh, you know what? I actually fuck with the original stunning man. Right. I like him, even if. He don't fuck with me or whatever happened during that day. Yeah. I still, I, I would say I'm the second stunning man. I don't care. For and sure. then it was the point where my number in football was number two. So I'm like, oh, I'm definitely rocking with this because then it's on aim. And I have a definitive reason to be like, I got respect for him because I respect his career. They was literally putting a bay on during yeah. this time. Yeah. Pack, it's like, was, it's crazy. So no, it's I like, opened up for the packing, the pack, keep the sneak, mm-hmm. J Diggs, That's crazy. Mr. Like, Fab. And PhD Super high in 2006, yeah. I like, think how legendary that is. Santa yeah. Rosa Fairgrounds. And we did. Uh, crazy, I bro. did a show. It was yeah, the pack. It know. was us, the Santa pack, Rosa, fuck yeah. the diligence, and um, like Sean shit. Kingston. That's a oh, legendary yeah, at, uh, yeah, yeah. Sweet's Barroom. And he was <laughs> like, I was DJing Sweets, in the back. Man. Yeah, Sweet's Barroom. <laughs> man, I would go by there all the day. It's like it's like an office space now. Really? Man, that's sad. It's crazy. By there, I was by there last night. So sad. Yeah. But, um. So that's tight, man. Yeah, the names and then Suave De La Stunna came from De La Soul type thing. But being, I was having so many rap monocures, like going back and forth. Like Jay Stunna, Stunna Man 02. Then I was transitioning to like, Damn, I really want to do hip hop music. Like, I want to make conscious music <laughs> while I'm really rapping. Man. So I'm doing my research, and I didn't learn everything, but like, I learned enough to where, oh, I want to be Suave de la Stunna. And Suave, Suave Mente was my favorite song. Suave Mente, Besame. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna throw that on there, and it'd be smoothest to me. Suave de la Stunna is the smoothest of the stunners. So it's like of my personas that I have, this is the smoothest one. The one I, oh, I'm going to talk to the ladies with, or I'm going to talk softer, or even try so to... So each name is an active... It's like an, it's active, an active person. Artist. Nigel okay. Standards is a different person than Jordan Gomes. They do different things. He Nigel, be in the street style. Nigel Standards really is with this shit. Street, Nigel yeah. Standards yeah. will yeah. pop you. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Jordan <laughs> Gomes is... I like, I like Nigel's... Uh, yeah. Reporting on the club scene that was a week or two oh, ago. Oh yes, the club was on. We for sure gonna get to that. We, yeah, we gotta get to we that. Talk about we As you see, these bitch ass niggas only want money. That's why we're boycotting bottle service <laughs> all twenty twenty. <laughs> see, but you know it's different people. We're in Stunnamental Two. Is that person where I'm gonna do things? Uh, maybe the unconventional way or a certain type of way when I have to it's like I can't hold back my emotions with certain things. Yeah, that's who I gotta be if I'm out. Like meeting people, networking, or if I have to defend myself or if I have to go make a risky decision with my life, it's like my way of taking it out instead of saying, okay, Jordan Gomes didn't do this. This was fundamental too. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then Nigel Standards is the goofy, but yeah, okay, this nigga get on you. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And then Jordan Gomes is, I don't want any part of this. Let me just- He neutral. Yeah, let me live mm-hmm. my life. Let's be hunky-dory, kumbaya. Um, let's enjoy life. And then Suave De La Stun is, you know what? I just want to chill some beautiful women. Um, you know, just relax, have a good time. Shirt open. Shirt open. Shirt off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shirt off. Stand a man or two, shirt off. Suave day. All of them, shirt off. You know what I'm saying? No clothes. I'm, so I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. And that all led hey, to the, and that all led to the album uh, Still Winning. Yeah, Still Winning. And that came out when? 2019, February. I'm no, not, I'm going to say February. December, I would say... It was supposed to come out December 14th because I wanted to drop it a year after I dropped to the top. Okay. But it ended up coming out two weeks later because 
one, I wanted to make sure the produ- production is straight. And then I was waiting on a feature from Cool John, but I think he had too much stuff going on during that time. His cousin, who was my friend, Omar, he got killed in that uh, Halloween incident. Oh, shit. And so oh, okay. it was like, I didn't even a, realize that affected him. Yeah, so it was like Omar, he had invited me to do a birthday event at the Schmop with them. So I slid through for his birthday, and Omar was actually the DJ for the Schmop Life. Oh, folks. he was a DJ. Yeah, he was the DJ. Okay, so yeah, he, he had everything, every event that. they did, he was DJing. For the most part, or he was one of the DJs, so that was a heavy hit. Omar was a real genuine dude, a good father, a good person. Ever since I met him, he always been cool type stuff. But um, so man, me and Cool John gonna hold off on that song. It was called President. That was one of my favorite songs, and it would have been perfect because Obama ended up watching Last Black Man in San Francisco. Man, and we so get, that's a perfect you know segue. So it could have been like perfect the president segment. watched this movie and I got this song out called President. So and then it was supposed to in the flow of songs, it was supposed to be you get president and you hear me saying, came through drip on president. Me talking about myself as instead of being a nigga or this, being a president, president. and then you got, oh, uh, Kanye talking this shit. Why? Why is it bad? I call myself a god. What is? I'm supposed to call myself a nigga. I'm supposed right. to call my. And then it's like before that song, you got me calling. It's like it was like sub. It was like conscious. It's like okay, you hear president as something you should be calling uh, other black people or just people in general instead yeah. of nigga and all this other stuff. Right. And then it's like, oh, what's wrong with me calling myself the president? Is should I not think of myself in this high regard? So that's right. what I so was. That, was, that was supposed to be before the last song. It was supposed to be before the last song. Yeah, you know that song saying? is ill, dude. Yeah, thank All you. the songs are good, but yeah, that yeah. song was the I, way you flipped mm-hmm. it was tight. How do you feel about uh, the way your album's doing so far as an independent artist? I feel like it's cool. Like I feel like to not really uh, do nothing crazy to put it, put it out. I think it's like doing very well. You know what I'm saying? That's what's Nothing up. to really just be like, oh, I'm about to put paid promotion. I'm about to prep it. I'm about to let people know I'm about to put it out right. and just put it out. It's like it's crazy response to where people coming up to me, little kids rapping the songs, and like I'm like, whoa, I don't even know this many amount of people. And it's crazy because a lot of people who I had been telling I made music and like go listen to to the top, slapping like, oh, I'm gonna listen to it. They went and listened to this, and it was like, oh shit, bro, you. You, I really fuck with your shit, like sending me paragraphs, like, bro, I believe in you. So that's like, that stuff like that is just pushing me to keep going. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up, bro. I mean, so thank you. I know you, you, we was spreading, uh, we was freestyling the other day. Yeah. I didn't know you was that raw. Oh, man. oh yeah, man. Yeah, Come on, man. Yes, Come on, man. Shit, man. I'm going to have to start being more public about that, bro. You definitely do. Like, yeah. we live in the age of that. And yeah. it's like, I'm so fortunate because I be, I'm like not on the block or no crazy stuff like that. I'll come by where I'm from or I'll slide by, say what's up to outside, but I like to be out. You feel yeah. me? So I like outside. to, you know what I'm saying? I like to be, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We were just talking about yeah. that before we got on, but I like to be outside. I like to go to events. I like to be at stuff. So I like to be outside and I'll tell people, hey, I make music. Hey, I make music. Well, I'll see, that's what I'm saying. You know what, I'm saying? So what you were saying before, like, I like what you were saying because that's how I came up too is like, like go outside your house. Mm-hmm. You gonna you gonna see the, the rappers that you know exactly like how you were seeing Boo Banger and your boy around like I was mm-hmm. seeing Selsky and Killer Keys yeah, so I was like, going outside battle rapping mm-hmm. and I really I, you know I think you and we were saying this offline like the difference between being outside when you're really outside and, and active and part of your community yeah. instead of just popping up at events or, mm-hmm. or, or or squeezing in next to the VIPs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, I come from that era where you really had to be active and engaged, and it's, and it's dope to see you picking that up. Mm-hmm. And then 
And then look how your album is affecting people. Mm-hmm. Like we was talking about people catching a vibe off Mac Dre's music. Now you talking about these little kids and, and, and everybody catching that feeling off your music. Mm-hmm. So, man, it's just beautiful to see that progression, bro. Thank you, yeah. man. And I got a lot to work on because it's a lot of more things I need to be at. It's a lot of more community events. It's a lot of more just events in general, things that can make a change that I could be at and put my input, even if it's just me being there and just being a person there that I could be at to just influence change, I could do a lot better that 2020, hopefully, not even hopefully, I believe that yeah, I'm going to put more of that in, but I appreciate that, man. Well, yeah, he could always be doing more, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? All, all of us, you, you got a long you got a long road ahead of you, bro, and you got a we lot more do. to do. We still yeah. young. Nobody oh, yeah. in here exactly. 50. No, yeah. man. Yeah. And even if we was, so what? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be raw when I'm 50. Fact. Yeah. Maybe her because, you know, black women don't age. She, <laughs> she look 21, but she probably raised 61, smooth skin. <laughs> Crazy. Hair look vibrant. <laughs> you mentioned it before, and I've I definitely been waiting to get to this topic. Um, you did your acting debut 2019. Oh, man, that was crazy. Um, for one of the most important films of last year, for show, for show. Mm-hmm. And you Thank was a part you. of the Shout most important Jimmy. ensemble in that movie, mm-hmm. Last Black Men in San Francisco. Yeah. How the fuck did that happen, bro? Man, you won't even believe where I was at in my life and what happened to make that happen. Like, I'm talking about... I dropped out of college. I went to school in New Orleans, and I dropped out. It just too much stuff was happening at the time. I ended up moving back home. So I was at a point where, like, I was working at Macy's, and I kind of got fired because I was, like, in my head, I was like, okay, I'm not trying to sell shoes for the rest of my life. And I kind of just stopped showing up. Mm. And I was like, man, I should go show up, help my mom out and shit. All right, I'm going to come back. And they was just like, you're not on the schedule. Oh, you no longer work here. And I just remember saying that. And like, I was a little sad, but I was like, damn, that's the best words I ever heard in my life. Mm. So I really start hitting the YouTube hard and I really start building characters like Nigel Standard, Stunnamento 2, just building these characters. And then I just remember, I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I was like, bro, I'm finna act. Like, <laughs> so, and then that transpired to the homie, he go by Say Hey Sounds now, <clears throat> but my homie, we call him Fresh, Javon. We, he was like, oh yeah, come to Nat house. Nat finna start shooting videos and we could record there. Nat is Joe's little brother. So we just used to be at oh, jo- Joe. Yeah, Joe Talbot. Yeah, yeah. So we just okay. used to be at Nat House because Nat, we went to high school together. Me, Nat, Javon, Jimmy, we're all the same class. So we had we had Nat House and Jimmy was living with them at the time. So it's like we Jimmy just, is the lead character. Yeah, Jimmy was the lead character. Okay. So it was like and Jimmy had just dropped out of school and he was going to school in New York. And it's funny because the first semester I came back, winter break, I saw him on Church Street and that was like when gentrification was like we left in the summer, niggas were still on the block, and then come in the winter and it's like why are these white people jogging? And 20 degree or the 40 degree weather. I don't get it. <laughs> I've never seen this before in my life. And we like, man, the, everywhere else is many, but nothing's like the city. And we both just eventually came back damn near the same semester. But come back to that. I want to shoot skits. So I'm like, Nat, what's up, bro? Let's shoot these skits. You the cameraman. I got all the ideas. Let's do it. I was trying to shoot IG skits. And we shooting a couple of them. But I'm like, I'm trying to do hell of them. And they're like, nah, let's chill. Let's chill. I'm like, all right, we're going to chill. Let them smoke, do their thing. When we doing that, uh, Joe and Jimmy come into Nat's room. They kind of live. It's like a bottom room, but it's you can compare it to a basement. Yeah. But it's like a nice-ass place. But they got a fat-ass bookshelf. And it's funny because they dad... 
uh, uh, wrote Season of the Witch. And that's oh, like yeah. a historical yeah. San Francisco Damn, um, book. That. So it's like, yeah, so we just down there chilling. And Joe come in with Jimmy. He like, hey, we're going to need the room in like 10 minutes. Uh, we uh, need to do something. I'm like, oh, what y'all finna do? He's like, oh, we writing a script for a movie. I was like, a movie and think I'm in a mindset to where I need to act like it's on my heart like I need to do this right. so and I'm like a movie what type of movie oh we're just writing a movie about gentrification I'm like bro I need to be in that let me read what you are let me do whatever and he like he like you really want to I'm like yeah bro I will sit here and do this so like the homies they went to go smoke whatever they doing or they was just chilling or something and I stayed in the room with them and then we had like a little uh, big read it was like but it was the first real read looking at the script which was wow. completely different of what it turns into yeah. so we I read with them and I'm just joking having fun doing whatever and they're like oh you need to come to the first reading I'm like it's good give me the date so it was probably like a month later and we go to the first reading I'm not thinking it's gonna be anything I just you like just oh, participating I'm participating because yeah. these are people I know and I know I want to act and then they told me the story I'm like oh it's lit I'm just about San Francisco I'm doing this mm -hmm. so we go to the first reading I'm talking about first reading it's like executive producers there. We're in a random ass uh, boardroom in Chinatown. I'm nervous. I'm like, I've never been a part of nothing like that. I come in there. I, th I thought I did phony. I'm like, damn, I'm never going to be in this movie. <laughs> I'm like, I'm terrible. Then the uh, um, executive producer, Kalia Neal, she comes up to me and she's like, hey, I didn't know you were from Oakland too. And I'm like, Oakland? She's like, you know, I'm from the city. It's like, oh, for real? Like, your energy is just so... I like you. She was like... She oh, thought yeah. you had that town energy. Exactly. So she just thought the energy was there. <laughs> and eventually, um, just from talking to all of them, uh, like, finding out, like, they love that energy about it, and which translated to eventually um, me, them writing me into the script, and then them trusting me to cast... Uh, a couple other people that really? are a part of it. Yeah, like that. the way uh, Gunna ended up getting into it is because I idolized Gunna and they asked me, they said, who do you feel would fit this part? So I asked a couple people. I think I might have tapped in with Cease. I tapped in with Bax. I tapped in with a couple people and then I, I hit Gunna and I was like, man, why not? Why did I think of him? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You hit Cease and Bax for that part? Yeah, that like Gunna just to be in the movie. It that, it's not that they didn't turn it down. It was more so like, oh, um... I don't think I'm gonna be free at this time. Little it, backs or big backs? Little backs. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and then backs. Yeah, I couldn't picture backs. Little yeah, backs I was about that. to say. Yeah. yeah. But, but like, the thing is, know? but little, little backs <laughs> is has a passion for acting. And he really? he definitely got it. So it's I just but it's just like if you know Haiti like We just talking about local celebrity local, niggas. Exactly. It's but for if you people that's listening. Exactly. <laughs> like, what the fuck is these? I don't know, but they <laughs> if you walk around like, oh, you know this person, Norm? Yeah, these are my folks. So it's like yeah. if you but if you know him personally, it's more so not him holding him back. It's just the constraints that he grew up in. Yeah, of course. Because to be an actor, you have to be the best version of whatever you're doing. In yourself and play that role. So if I was to play this juice bottle, I have to be the best juice bottle I ever played. But in order to get that, you have to break past the barriers that you constructed to be who you are in order to play this. And then I feel like these San Francisco barriers that we created prevent us from talk, saying, man. "Oh, I want to be a juice bottle." I was uh, going. I don't want to get too far off topic, but yeah, my fault. I mean, this is still kind of connected. But you yeah. never thought about like you know a lot of people. We talked about it on the show too, like. A lot of mm -hmm. people from the Bay, like, have some of that same ideas you have, and they're just like, I'm going to take it to L.A. No, never. Like, Ooh, I went down there, like, because I went down there, like, I was thinking about that as soon as we had to move. Shine, yeah. Like, no, like, <laughs> He's like, that's like, good, yeah. I, like, all right, I fuck with L.A. heavy. 
and I love all my folks out there from LA. I fuck with them. But it's like, why do I have to go to LA to be a superstar? Or why do I have to go to LA to make something great? Why can't I do it here? And I get it. The industry is down there. Okay. I get I'm all of this to, stuff. Yeah. And I don't want to play devil's advocate. Because yeah, nah, I'm an I'm I'm avid, why the fuck you got to move to LA person? Yeah. But you are in a different space. Mm-hmm. The acting space. Yeah. There's no acting... Um, Industry yeah. in the Bay Area. No, but see, but he was industry. just in one of the biggest movies of the year, exactly. last right? Year. But to to expand your acting career, mm-hmm. LA wouldn't be a bad move. Right, the music right. shit is different. We right, got yeah. the biggest label in the music industry right now Empire. in Frisco. Yeah, ran by somebody from Frisco. Mm, I you know just went saying? to the studio so, for the first time. Yeah, and so I'm like, damn, yeah, that's he's, crazy. He's doing amazing things for the city. Definitely is. Shout out to Gossy, but um. I spoke to you, I spoke to Gunna, and I spoke to Milk mm-hmm. about it. Like Milk a G, I love LA Milk. wouldn't be, yeah, I've worked, I, on the music side, I worked mm-hmm. with Milk for hella long, but LA wouldn't have been a bad move for the acting move. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that's I agree with what's that. down there. Like, and I even know, they go hard with the music, I'm not going to lie. No, 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 absolutely, but yeah. you can have a music career out here just mm-hmm. by being out here. You definitely could. But, for acting out there is just it's, it's just better it's because like I know a lot of I know too. a lot of independent filmmakers from mm. the Bay, you know San Jose up here. They they go to L A. Yeah. and they be a part of some big ass products that would never ever been done. That's up here. facts. But it's just like I was about to say. No, right on. You can still like if you can get a little audition and just big go down audition. there on a weekend yeah. or something. Big audition. Like that. Nothing so, we doing is little. So, okay. Right so on, right on. if not that. move down there, but you have to establish a career out I there. Agree. Like if you get. And this is just me trying to share a little game that she probably already have. I don't know if you have a an, an agent for acting. I don't. I need to get one. And those are in L.A. Yeah. See? That's all yeah, I'm saying. You, need to get it. you know what I'm saying? And you was a part bro. of the biggest movie, mm. one of the biggest movies of 2019. You need to go on like and Out or you something You could like walk that. in. No, I'll be lit. I'll you know, all of that. <laughs> but you know who's the casting agent for Wild and Out? Who? The nigga that I used to put out Rich, Ch- uh, Quinn, the nigga Chuck, Charles wow. Kelly. You need to build it. You need to make that happen, D. I'm ready. I mean, I don't know if Chuck going to be listening to this, but... Mm. He ain't putting nobody on from the bay yet with the wild ass. Oh, so, oh man, nah, it's, I it's time to make a change. We, you know what I'm realizing? You know what I'm realizing? No, it's like I I don't want to have to move to LA, but that might be a reality. But I feel like I don't have to because I feel like we have everything all these other regions have except yeah. the union. And there's some big agencies mm-hmm. in the bay. Yeah, uh, I think UTA is out here. United Talent mm-hmm. Agency is out here. Um, somebody from the bay works at um, I think Paradigm. Mm-hmm. I heard from before. HBK. His, I think his wife is an agent. After That's him. crazy. See, yeah, um, so, but it's just like I, I feel I like I think it's paradigm. But you, yeah. you need a, you need an agent for. I acting. definitely do yeah. need an agent because I've been catting. Um, if you watch this and your agent tap in, you saying? will like all you guys do yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. to to keep the acting thing going. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I want, I would love to see y'all keep the acting. You got a hell of a, a start on your resume. Yeah. But you're saying we have everything out here in the bay. Except- I feel like we accept the unity. Now, what I just looked at was the fact that every city in the Bay thinks that their city is the equal size to these other cities. And you could just dismantle that by just simple statistics. San Francisco is, what, six by seven? Seven by seven. Seven by seven, 49 square miles. Mm-hmm. Then there's only upwards of 800,000 people. How big is Atlanta? Atlanta is 4.6 million people. Yeah. That's half the Bay Area. So now yeah. if if you, let's just say we take Richmond, Oakland, let's say Alameda, 
San Jose and San Francisco, and we all say not them. I'm not excluding the other cities. Just I'm just saying between. Just take a just take these five and say, oh, you know what? We're gonna call this one region, and then we're all gonna move as if we're from that one region. That's literally, I would say, numbers wise, equivalent to Atlanta in terms of the people. Yeah. And in doing that, that's a whole different thing of me trying to appeal to a demographic or only talk or speak for a demographic of eight hundred thousand. I have my theories on that. Versus um and reasons. Mm-hmm. Atlanta Atlanta has some um they have their ways of of of, of separatism. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This hood's in Atlanta. So Definitely, yeah. if you're from the wrong hood, you can't rock with certain people and you know, and they got the same issues as the Bay. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, is their industry is is thriving. It's established, more, yeah. right? So that industry is united. Mm-hmm. Atlanta isn't. Yeah, Street for sure. Yeah. So we have to get a real industry in the Bay mm-hmm. Area solidified. I then that can be what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's all. It's one region moving as one. And that's why I think my personal philosophy is that people in the city or people in certain cities in, in the Bay, you can say what city you're from, but it's way more impactful if you say, I'm from the Bay versus, oh, I'm from Oakland or I'm from the city. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That goes a long, long, a way longer way because we're so broken up into smaller cities that if you just move like that, it'll never be compared to a demographic that's crazy. I got another theory about the reason why we don't do that. And because mm-hmm. I was, me and bro, M.A., yeah. used to do this when we were in other states and everything. The reason why a, a Frisco nigga gonna separate himself because Frisco niggas is just different. Like, they, we, don't, we don't act like town. No. You, you know somebody that's from Richmond. Oakland. Vallejo, you know somebody that's from different. Richmond. You know somebody that's from... That's the reason. So mm-hmm. when we go... When we used to be in other states and everything at these conferences, the core DJ retreat, the... South by Southwest and all this other shit. They be like, "Oh, you from the Bay?" We we're really correct them. Like, nah, we from Frisco. Yeah, and we kind of did that because we had we you know all pride. Frisco niggas is is super proud. Yeah, you know of what course, I'm saying. We we always had that chip on our shoulder because mm-hmm. for one, we always feel like we gotta protect. Well, the, yeah. the rep of the city mm-hmm. because people always, always think trying to one validate us. Yeah. They think one thing of the yeah, city. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things that we used to hear was like, damn, I didn't even know it was black people in the city. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a, it was a lot for a period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you to that. I agree with that until I moved to New Orleans and I was in a club and I had an epiphany. I was in a club and we was listening. I forgot what song it was, but my partner from LA was just with me and we was turned up having fun. We started dancing and we knew how to dance off each other. Like, you know how you dance with your homies or you just hitting it and we just hit some shit. And I'm talking about, this wasn't the first time this happened because, you know, in New Orleans, they don't work buns. So I'm, I went out there. Oh, they once. don't dance with. Yeah. They don't dance with women out there. I was out there one time. Not at, even with the with the bounce shit. I thought they was, do, but like the dudes just stand there and they just oh, take yeah, the cheeks. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, The cheeks yeah, just yeah. going. I'm talking about like really work some yeah. shit. And the first time I did that, I I had a circle of people standing around me watching me like. What the fuck? Like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then it was another time I did this with this dude from L.A. And we hit a step that I would say was like more of L.A. thing. But I've seen enough to where if I hit it with you. You can keep up. I could keep. And then we hitting it. And I do the little skip. the You know what they do? The kick thing where mm-hmm. you jump and you kick your feet together. Yeah. It's like you kind of hitting a blood walk a little bit. A little leprechaun hop. Exactly. <laughs> like you hitting it with them. I'm hitting it with them just on some fun shit. And it's just like everybody is looking. They like. Bro, did y'all plan that? And I'm like, nah, bro. It's just like how people dance. And that's when it hit me. And I'm like, damn. In California, I 
would be caught dead saying, oh, I'm from L.A. And a person from L.A. caught dead saying I'm from the Bay. But when you leave California, you it's really... You were so no different. For sure. They really don't. Because people out of state think that the Bay in, in LA is it's like same, it's 30 it's, minutes away. Yeah. No, they don't get that like, though. Industry people used to be in LA that, nah, I ain't trying to flex on them, but like yeah. people that's not from California, they'll visit California. Visit LA on some industry shit. Mm-hmm. They call me like, yeah, I'm in Cali. I'm yeah, like, where you at? I'm, like, I'm in LA. Nigga, you six a six hours drive or a flight? Or, you, about to, you about to get on a flight? Yeah, yeah, six hundred like, miles it's, away. It's not yeah. close. It's not. And close. they don't understand that until they get out there. They don't. But then yeah. it's just like I see why they don't because they You got to think like for the most West Coast, not excluding anybody on the West Coast, but a lot of our the culture from the West Coast is coming from California. So they think it's all the same it's thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, they don't really know the difference. Yeah. So I just say that to say like, damn, if we change the way we think, it goes from 800,000 or 400,000 in Oakland till you have the whole Bay Area, like that whole constituent supporting. Yeah, a lot. Well, I used to read like a lot of um, sound scan numbers mm-hmm. for like different sales of music. Those were always fun. Oh, that's yeah. weird. I don't even know what that is. Uh, like it used to be like every physical unit you sell mm-hmm. um, would get marked on the sound scan, and uh, they would they would look at the Bay Area as one market. Yeah, exactly. What's market four? Sorry, it's the fourth market. It's the fourth yeah. largest market yeah. in the United States, yeah. right? So you got L.A., New York. That's crazy. Atlanta, the Bay. Nah, it's L.A., New York, Chicago, Chicago. Because Chicago yeah. so is huge. Yeah. What she said was the truth, and. Uh, you got to really go out and be on your campaign. I believe it's like this, and I'm not the first person to say this, and I, I'm sure maybe you've said this, D.O., at one point. You start with your block, then you Period. go to your neighborhood, yeah. then you mm-hmm. go to your city, then you go all the other cities around you, and then you go to your state. And then you, you got to just keep constantly making your presence felt. And if, if we're not in uh, Oklahoma... Yeah. You know what I mean? We we <laughs> here where I could skate to San Ho exactly. and go put up some stickers and go holler at some people and then I could go to a show at Barkley and, and really then I can come up. back and to Frisco and you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I, this is like, I don't know, it's one of them epiphany moments where it's just this is big stuff. Yeah. But I just I say that to say too to just to even elevate that. It's just also the camaraderie of people having to say, even though I right, say you might be from Queens, he from uh Harlem. I'm from the Bronx and he from Brooklyn. But if I was to go to Brooklyn right now and start doing a Harlem Shake, and then when somebody asks me, what you doing? I'm like, this is the Bay Bounce. I promise you, I don't, I don't know. I would bet, though, somebody from Brooklyn would be like, nah, fuck that, son. That's the Harlem Shake. You're not <laughs> finna take the Harlem Shake. But that's the type of mentality they have for all New York. Yeah. That's the, I feel like the Bay, if we had that mentality, shit like hitting the schmees. Like stuff like that to where it's some bass shit. If everybody was like, "Oh, that's the bay dance," I'm hitting it. You feel me? Yeah. It'll go so so much further than it. You see somebody hitting them like, "Oh, they made that in Oakland." Now I'm from Richmond. I don't give a fuck about that. Like some that's like to get low though. You know what I'm saying? It's like feel me? Nope. Well, nobody outside of Filmo ever felt comfortable doing a get low. But well, it's every, just every like, turf had their own little dance, right? Yeah. And the swamp, the swamps had a dance back in the day. What was that shit called? And it's like the three walk. Like the three walk and a get low is two of the wettest dances I've seen. What's the three walk? The three walk is when they hit that step where it's just like you hitting a one, two, and then you switch your foot. It's like only people from Oakdale really be hitting it. For like, real? I swear. I don't think I've yeah, seen it. There's all types of little turf dances Capolo, back in Capolo 304, he just posted and tagged Drew B's and Yada, and somebody was hitting it in the video he posted, and that brought me back, because I'm like, damn, I do remember niggas just walking through the hood, like, nigga, you see me hit that three walk, and but it's like, 
the uh, Oakdale niggas came up with that, and that was one of the. It's like uh, the Oakdale version of the Seawalk. But it's like you really hitting a three walk. It's wet, and that's like damn. And it's like the get low. You only see dudes from Filmo hitting it. It's yeah. like, but it's like if one of those. But the crazy thing is, I hope nobody get mad at me for just being truthful. But it's like I never really went to Oakdale when I was growing up until unless I was catting off with these buns that lived on Navy Road. But I saw people hitting a three walk on Harbor. So mm-hmm. it's just one of them things to where like yeah, you thought it was associated with yeah. I think no niggas are beefing, but it's like. We still have the same culture. Like, mm-hmm. we're in the same vicinity. Yeah. I didn't know that either till I lived in Santa Rosa. And one of my roommates, he now doing, like, 25 years for a crime he committed or, quote, unquote, I don't think. Allegedly. I don't, still don't think he did it. I don't know. I wasn't there. But at the same time, it's to the point where he was, we lived in the same house. And he was from West Point, And I've never been with the shit. So I didn't care about that. But it's, like, so much of the stuff that he lived through. I lived through and it's just like damn bro like it's crazy you live down the street you would think they beefing for a reason cause there's something wrong but really probably have more in common than anybody else in the city it's a fact. and it's so crazy so it's like you know I just say that to say like hopefully one day we dismantle all of this bullshit and it's just eventually you know you can have your personal discrepancies with people but through I this is my this is what I think a, a person who live in Union or Union Square or lives on Union Street, doesn't have a problem walking to Pack Heights. I feel like somebody <laughs> from that lives on McAllister or Pay Street, they should, if they want to, they should have no problem walking back to and McDonald's. forth. Exactly. Yeah. Either for us, because it's like, feel me, this is the neighborhood you grow up in. Yeah. You know I'm saying? I want to get back on to the, the yeah, movie. Um, so, kind of just walk us through <laughs> a little bit more of, the, uh, of that process of, of the oh, shooting yeah. and everything. Oh, yeah, I was, remember when... when Cause I, I was following uh, E <clears throat> when mm-hmm. he was when they were shooting. I didn't know it was that movie though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it's what I'm crazy. saying. I just remember him being in Double Rock and yeah, just being like, over, like, what, like, what the fuck over they there? doing over there shooting a movie? Oh yeah, it's the best experience of my life. Like had to sign NDAs. First, I thought we wasn't gonna do it because like that first reading between the first reading and the first audition was like I think two years. So that so, was two separate things. Yeah, yeah it was way different. The yeah. original trailer was like well, a whole. Yeah, the original, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember everyone just seeing it and just be like, "Oh, what I want to see that." Yeah, like, yeah. but then it ended up being it's like just, a completely different thing. I mean, it had to though because the first script was just so like. Man, fuck these gentrifiers. Mm. Y'all some bitches. We hate y'all type shit. It was angry. And then it was like, if it would have came out, nobody would have watched it because it's like, how many... How many That's not true, though. But, but go ahead. I would have watched it. Yeah, how many, we would have watched it being uh, from the city, but yeah, yeah. how many black people would watch a movie saying, oh, where they only calling you the N-word and they're just talking shit about you and spitting on you. It's like, I, we would probably watch and be like, but that was the worst movie I ever watched in my life. We watched, we grew up watching them type of movies. I was about <laughs> to say that. You're right, yeah. but then maybe that was nah, a bad example. No, no, no. I, I feel what you're saying because mm-hmm. I've heard that reason yeah, too. Exactly. I've heard that reason too, but I, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that that movie would have did just Yeah, it good. probably would have still did well. It was just the fact- Because those type of movies work. Those mm-hmm. anger movies that- Yeah. You never know. Joe making a trilogy, so he might that might be the second movie. You know what I'm saying? Did you make a San Francisco trilogy? Yeah, wow. I believe so. That's what he told me. I hope I'm not dropping too much. But you just broke. You just broke something right here, man. Nah, he yeah. he be telling people. He so. broke news, man. Yeah, right so here. yeah, so that's what he told me. And I know he, him and Jimmy are like have a genius mind with coming together and putting stuff like that out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I would like to see what they come with next, but. That whole process was just crazy. Like, I know I was in school at the time, and I didn't take my first acting class until 
after I was going to ask you that. Yeah. So you, you did go through like acting courses and everything? Yeah, I took it just because as an elective at school, but I took it the semester, I think, after we shot the film. Yeah, like I took it, we shot spring 2018, and then I took an acting class fall 2018. Oh, okay. So it was like, oh, I had already did this. Then I went to go do acting classes. But for our parts, they wanted people that were San Francisco natives that couldn't embody the role. Yeah. So, but that process was cool, like signing NDAs, going to these different places, doing having an audition, and then thinking like, damn, I don't know if I'm going to actually get this part. So really reading the script, memorizing it, figuring out how to put my own spin on it, it was a good process to me because even though these are people I know, it wasn't like anything to where it's easy. Like we wasn't going against like just people who wasn't nobodies. It's like this is Method Man was auditioning for these parts. Uh, uh, Jaden Smith was auditioning for these parts. Like, really? Whoa. Yeah, people who are like, I'm talking about like big names like that are acting. I never knew that. It's crazy. And it's just like, we didn't believe it either. But then it's audition like, for one of those hey, parts. see, exactly. <laughs> big names. You know yeah, saying? nah, he, he said it on a podcast before. He auditioned for Willie Han. Yeah, Spot. see, and that yeah. would have been crazy because your voice is perfect for that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But Willie Han smoked that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He went crazy. He, he killed definitely that killed that. And then I think that was originally supposed to be San Quinn. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what it happened. was. It was supposed to be Quinn. That's why yeah. they called me like, Quinn can't make it. Come yeah. audition. I was mm. like, all right. And I, didn't, I don't know what happened. But I didn't, I, I'm going to keep it real. I did not see that in Willie Hinn, man. Man, he just he brought... He delivered, bro. I bet that's how you know he was a real actor. Yeah, you know he saying? really delivered that but shit. But just that whole process. And then me not believing, but then them being like... Or not believing, just being a little skeptical. Yeah, and then be like, oh, you want to watch the audition tape? And be like, oh shit, I guess. And then it being like somebody who you'd be like, what the fuck? They were just in the same office auditioning or they send in an audition tape. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, oh shit. And it'd just be like, oh yeah, uh, we just got Plan B to be a part of this. A24 is like, who is that? And it's like, oh, Plan B is <clears throat> Brad Pitt's production company. Okay. Oh, that's, oh, they did Moonlight. Um, A24 did Moonlight. I knew A24 from, because um, I, I didn't watch Moonlight, but yeah. I saw uh, mid-90s. Okay, I need to watch oh, that. Oh, man, that movie's great. Crazy, and they just dropped that new uh, the Adam Sandler yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 I need yeah, to go watch that. Good too. Mid-90s is tight. Doing numbers? That shit tight as yeah, fuck. What is good. it about? It's damn near kind of not. It's not similar to Last Black Man in San Francisco. It's just kind of it's a growing up story. Yeah, it's a, a coming to age story. Like skater some, uh, kid in some nineties skater kids in L.A. Yeah, that remind me of some young Frisco skater kids. Yeah, it's, it reminds me of parts of my life. Hell yeah! yeah. What that shit yeah. is tightest. I've seen that hell of times. All right, so which one y'all think is better, that or the or kids? Kids is, is, uh, kids is you can't compare. In New York. You know, kids they used a lot. Of, they didn't use actors. They just they just gave People. a bunch of kids beer and weed and, and, for and just turned the camera on. I know. One of those kids, though, he was in Next Friday. Yeah, he, he died. Oh, yeah. Right. What? It's, yeah, it's crazy because uh, yeah. when I went to Soda, they took us to see that's that. Crazy. Even though it was that. NC-17, yeah. they took it. we were able to see it because they were like, this reminds us of you guys. Wow. And we're worried about you guys. <laughs> Did it work? We were Not like, early oh, shit. Huh? Yeah, we were like, oh, there man. was different kids like... um. There's certain people I grew up with that like remind me of that era of For the real? city and remind me of that movie and just certain people I grew up with that I vibe with. But uh, it's crazy too because a lot of them kids ended up out here Damn. after yeah. that and we're here and they were like, um, so I see like Harold, I see like Telly, like all the Casper, all them kids. I see them out here skating. They're like five, six years older than me. Okay, but um, well, one that of movie the, is um, very special, dude. You know that that scene. 
kids. Oh, yeah, the scene in kids where the little the three kids are got their shirts off on the couch. Yeah, smoking weed. Joints, one yeah. of those, the light skinned black dude was out in the L's for, for a long time, and he said that. You know that the, I mean, a lot of people criticize the director because he literally gave drugs to kids. Mm, yeah. So I think the way wow. that that guy looked at it is actually being in that movie set him on a kind of fucked wow. up path. Yeah, oh, a lot of real? them kids yeah. died too. A lot oh, of them, shit. Yeah. Harold oh, died. Uh, um, Casper died. They and then Telly was in the wire. Yeah, he's a dope fiend. Yeah. Come Wait, on, Bubs. Oh, oh, he was with Bub. <laughs> yeah, that was him. Yeah. Uh, he got his ass kicked and yeah. he had a shit bag and all that. Yeah. But anyway. I think um, Last Black Man in San Francisco is uh, is kind of in that same tradition because mm-hmm. it just evokes, if you're from San Francisco, I mean, even if you're not, I imagine if you're from a similar community, it just evokes a lot of these like feelings you can't really describe. Yeah, nostalgia. I've, had, I've had my own criticisms too about the movie. You um, have to. You've shared them. Yeah, yeah. and I still they're, feel they're fairly valid. He just yeah. wants a hood. He just wants to be playing RBL Posse. Oh, it's coming. Trust me, it's coming. It's coming. I think at the very least, it should have shed more light on um, the music that's going on in the city. Like the mm. music used in the movie. Um, could have been a little bit more mm. uh, involving of, the, of what was going on at the time. Mm. That's it. I think for, for this I, movie, but yeah. I think I, I think about it was like it was more of a minimalist movie. It didn't really have a lot of music, and it was it, it was really music. and it came from a, a original composer. So a lot of those that's songs what I'm saying were originally composed. And then I know they wanted to get a lot of city and Bay Area music, but a lot of samples and a lot of stuff didn't clear. So like it was a lot of Mac Dre they wanted to get in there. But a that's lot. my that's exactly my and, point. And so it's just like there should be no reason why they're looking for Mac. All right, I'm gonna. <laughs> but it's I mean, just you like got, you can, yeah, everyone was bumping Mac Dre in the city though. But it's yeah, just like, but everybody was bumping Quinn. Everybody was bumping yeah, Cool Nut. Everybody was bumping yeah. Selsky. Everybody. But was that's bumping. why I feel like now since that movie that movie was to show people, hey, we from the we from the Bay, we from the city, where are we from. We can make a movie like this and make it be one of the best movies. Mm-hmm. We don't need all of this other stuff. And that's literally the bay. That's literally that mindset is how Mac Dre, I mean, not Mac Dre, uh, uh, Master P made his, uh, became a mogul. Right. From taking the Bay Area mentality and turning and just putting that in a different place. Yeah. Louisiana, where that wasn't for me prevalent. So it's just like, I feel like we can, we have the capacity to take what's going on in here and document it and with the type of cameras we got now with the type of money you need to really go make a film or for have people invest and with all this money that's coming uh, or that's around us there's no reason why we can't do it and that's why I've been rocking I agree a thousand percent that's why I've been rocking with Gunner So Heavy too we got some things that we're trying to implement not just for us particularly but that can impact everybody around us Mm -hmm. but we're just trying to figure out the right way to implement it I'm saying to where yeah. it's not okay. We can reap the benefits of this easily, but what is going to do something that's long lasting and actually going to make an impact? I'm saying I'm gonna just say this to you. Um, everything you said, I love it. But you know, on the airplane, when they say if if the plane is going down mm-hmm. and the oxygen mask come down, yeah, what they tell you to do? Uh, put it on. No, put know. it on yourself first. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah Establish y'all careers, bro. Before yeah, that's y'all true. start thinking about. Pulling up hell out of the people because you, you know, you will never make it up. Yeah, like yeah. you gotta, 
Yeah, make it yourself strong up, and empower your community. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just go up first. You're right. And that's that's a part of it, too. Because that's, that's another Frisco problem, bro. Mm, everybody try They want to put everybody on stage. Before they everybody don't belong on stage, bro. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? I, I talk to people. Um, I talk to, like, managers of big people. Mm. I don't want to, like, put anybody on blast or anything, but a lot of people who have these these stages, big stages, they want to always put their young homies on or put their homie on, on stage that they don't even, aren't even prepared for. Mm-hmm. Like it's artists from the Bay that's, that's done outside lands, that's done oh, every rolling loud and everything. And they want to let the, the dude that ain't even tried to do a brick and mortar or a new parish yet open up at outside lands and, or open up at these other stages that they not even, you ain't even prepared to get here yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, so I'm just saying to you and Gunna, because I love Gunna. I've known Gunna for a long time, but yeah. saying to y'all, get your career stabbed. Go up. Mm-hmm. Do Be a movie star. Be a rap Do everything you can at the maximum. Then it'll be easier for you to start just picking whoever you want to mm-hmm. bring up. That's yeah. it. So should we should wait until the cup is overflowing. Yeah, man. Then like, fill up do all y'all projects that's going to take just y'all two first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all, y'all the commodity. You can't... Mm-hmm. Y'all, it's incapable for y'all to make stars. Yeah, the values mm-hmm. with you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. y'all the commodity right now. And that's something, that's a conversation me and Gunna talk about a lot. And it's like, that's who we are because we don't want to be in this. We, I feel like me and him have always been team players. Yeah, and yeah that's of course. Been thing. And yeah. Just don't like, have survivor's remorse though, bro. Yeah. Because that fucks up a lot of people. That'd be my thing. During a process, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, keep people around so you can just stay grounded and everything. Mm-hmm. But you gotta make niggas be patient. Mm-hmm, that's true. I'm gonna keep it a buck. You know what I'm yeah. saying? When when if you ever been to one of our shows back in the day, it was me, bro, and the DJ. And that's it. <laughs> you feel me? It was lit. You niggas wait out out in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't need to be on stage with us yet. Mm-hmm. Feel me? Like, yeah. Yeah. Y'all show did have a lot of people uh, uh, pull on your coattails for that too. Yeah. I'm weak. Yeah, the so right ones know. are gonna stay loyal. Niggas mm-hmm. <laughs> used to be hot, but people don't want to play their position, bro. Yeah, and then I be telling people, man. I told my partner on this the other day. He's, I don't want to get into details of the conversation. But I was like, bro, please do something that I can support, man. Like I would love to to, to be. What do you need from me, bro? right? Mm-hmm. Like build something to, for to me to provide going. for you, right? Bro. Yeah. Right. Like, right. Don't look for me to provide the answers. Like please, right. like and don't. And you ain't got to be up under anybody but yourself, man. Help yeah. me help you. You feel me? Yeah. I like to be of service to my friends. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? I like to be able to provide And you're going to get people support. mad at you here and there, but, bro, like, get your career going. Y'all y'all got a great kickoff for 2019. 2020 going to be bigger for y'all for sure. Just- mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you think... Um, what do you think the movie did for the city? Mm-hmm. Like to show the outside world. Oh, it was just like I feel like the Bay. Our culture was in a bubble, and it really just exposed us to everything else. And I feel like what's been happening is it wasn't a reciprocation of that. Before mm. the movie came out, it was we were getting exposed to all these people moving into San Francisco and in the Bay Area, and we just hated it. Now it's always our first time to really speak back, and it was on a crazy magnitude <clears throat> and it was to the point to where everybody from Germany every country we went to that yeah, watched that yeah cause y'all was tra- traveling yeah too. we traveled yeah. and it was like 
man, people was crying and they was like, we end up, it was hella funny. One time, me, Gunner, and our the cameraman Ace, I, I love all them so Shout much. Out Shout yeah. out to Ace, but he's solid ass dude, one Ace. of the solidest ever. Yeah. But we went out there and we just was exhausted because we had, it was so many points being in another country where we was like, damn, I don't know how we gonna get to this next step. And it was a point of us just being in uh, Switzerland and then eventually, out of frustration, I'm yelling like, damn, do anybody speak English? And then this dude popping up and like, oh, I speak English. <laughs> and him end up not only taking us in his home, but telling us his story. A person who works in tech in Germany wow. makes over $100,000 a year, but his neighborhood is getting gentrified. He damn near can't live there no more. Wow. And we st I still talk. I was just talking to him last week on WhatsApp. But it's like so many people having that story and then... I think that movie was a real catalyst to the resurgence of electricity. Because like when you go to New York, even if you're in the most gentrified part of Brooklyn, you still feel that crispness of New York. You're like, oh, I'm still in the Bronx or I'm still in Brooklyn or wherever I'm at. Yeah. And for a minute in San Francisco, you walk outside, I didn't feel no sense of urgency. I didn't feel no, oh, I should kind of worry about. When you get put on your toes, it kind of creates character. Like for a lot, a lot of times in, in the Bay, I didn't feel that. But before I moved to New Orleans, I would when I I came to New Orleans, I was like this, and they was like, "What the fuck? Where are you from?" And it's because I had been in a situation where you're doing so much stuff, or you have you're reactionary, but that's your normal thing, and you're able to coordinate like right. that. I feel like in the Bay we didn't have that so much, and now I feel like it's it's coming back, and you can see little things, or you can see big things happening. Like you see stuff like. And in the mission a couple weeks ago, they had that side show. Then I went to a show just on a fluke, leaving Complex. I went to go watch my partner perform. Haiti Baby happened to be there. Some dudes out there swinging. And it's just like, well, y'all swinging ra randomly? Then you see stuff like those uh, mothers in Oakland fighting back. Mm -hmm. And then now that she brought a statistic to me that I'd never heard in my life. And that was the fact that two of them, one was that there for every homeless person in the Bay Area, I believe they said there's four vacant homes. Right. Like, bro, that's crazy, yeah. bro. Yeah, it's like, that don't make sense. Like you that think it right. would be the inverse. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, they said the working wage in order to afford to live out here is $40 an hour when our minimum wage is 15. Yeah, so man. it's like, that don't make, like, if you, when you say two things like that, it's like, damn, it's like something got to change. And it's just like, you see that electricity, you see it with the music now, you see it with everything. You see more people, like people like Phil Elliston to where he was just in high school, but now he's probably going to be one of the next great directors that comes out of San Francisco because he got to see Joe do his thing. You know what I'm saying? Who was that? Phil Elliston, he went to Soda. He was a young uh, black man, and he works. I don't know where he works now, but he shoots a lot of videos, stuff that we probably won't music see. Music videos? Music videos, movies, short films. And I didn't know about him until Joe and them brought him up, okay. and we started seeing him. But it's like, he's one of them people to where, like, it's like a Ryan Coogler situation to where it's like he's working on his craft and we might not see it. And he's doing the little things like working at lighting companies and doing stuff to know all of this stuff. And we might see him drop his first thing at 26, even though he's like 20 years old now. Yeah. But when he comes at 26, it's going to be so refined and 
went through years of practicing since he was. He gonna have a Fruitvale station. It's like what, what like <laughs> where did this come from? And it's just like you see more of that now. You hear more people saying like, "Damn, I want to, I want to get into acting," or "I want to get." I into think this. it's um, it's really um. My bad, I be rambling. Nah, nah bro, that's, that's your platform. That's, that's why we good, brought man. you here. Passionate. And I ain't even trying to cut you off. I, I just all. wanted to add. Um, I think what you were saying about building character, like the gentrification. Right now, I feel like we're in phase three. Mm. Like it's post gentrification. Yeah. Before definitely. we we kind of talked about this last time. We we're running around like, what's happening? Oh my God, we're reacting yeah. all these. Mm. And now it's kind of like, eh, all right, it is what it is. Yeah, now the shit we can now. do. Mm. But it's inspired so much art. Like most of the murals, the music, the film that's coming out of San Francisco right now tells the story of San Francisco. This podcast, mm-hmm. this podcast is all in response to okay, hey, look, this culture is like evaporated. We got to do something about it. So it's not only telling that story, but also like keeping the traditions alive. That's a right. central theme, and damn near all the art I see coming out of our city right yeah, now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think right. you know the movie um, it did that worldwide, like you're saying, but I think mm-hmm. it did that for other cities. In the Bay yeah, They didn't really realize There was mm. real shit out here mm. They didn't really realize There was a struggle they Didn't That made me thought Like oh San Francisco People be thinking Everyone from Frisco Is well off Yeah and, shit. and I'm like yo nah, like People struggling out here And, and so I see that And um, kind of like What you're touching on What we've been talking about Especially like the last Couple of episodes Is like there's something Special happening in the city Right now Facts, And man. I think you the city I think you're one of the leaders You know what I mean Yeah and we the leaders Yeah yeah No we all are We all But you're definitely One of the people But it's the side shows mm-hmm. That event we did at El Rio This up. podcast That movie up. But yeah. I feel like That movie was the start Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like What Drake was saying Was like Man, this shit is traumatic What happened What happened here Is an injustice mm-hmm. You know what I mean really What happened is. to our culture Is wrong and that movie, like, it validated that. And I do. I, I saw that movie, and I sat in the movie theater and just cried, man, mm-hmm. for like five minutes afterwards. Yeah. Because yeah, man, nah, it's, it's love, right? And and I, I cried and, too. And, and it was just like, cause it was like, man, finally somebody validated what we went through. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a white kid from the mission, you know what yeah. I mean? But and, so I don't even feel thing. it to, as the extent as a black man from San Francisco. But something here happened that was terrible, mm-hmm. and no one listened to us, That's and no okay. one, you know what I mean? They didn't give a fuck. No one showed showed that, and it was so to frame that and to send that everywhere, and then it turned the world, and people acknowledge that. Yeah, that was the feeling, and just man. to watch that was like holy shit. You know what I mean? And now, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm happy you had those emotions. Nah, man. Nah, it's good. It. it was good, and it's crazy because now you see like there's like not a whole bunch of it, but things that are happening to where. It's like you see all that greed start to backfire on people. Mm. Like people can't sell these houses that they wanted. Then it was like I think um, something that some stadium out here they did every year or some big convention that they had every year they moved it to another city because they're so. Yeah, Afro Tech. No, yeah. they ha- I think they still had it out here. It was no, something. They had it in Oakland this year. Oh, yeah, Oakland. But yeah. it was like. It was some- in the city. It was, it was something conventional that they moved that they was having every year. Out of San Francisco or the Bay because it was so much homelessness. And they like, Oracle? No, I know. It's what you know what I'm talking about. Was it, was it sales? No, it wasn't sales horse. It, it, was it was a gaming convention yeah, or something, something like that. that yeah, something like that. Where okay. it was like, oh, the they homeless. They had hella break-ins and yeah, shit like that. It was like, that. oh, the homelessness is too rampant here. We're going to move this to, I think it was like Houston. We don't want to see this when, we, when yeah. we're out here. Yeah. <laughs> we don't deserve to see this. Exactly. Yeah, we don't want to see. We left. My... The things that I, I would like to see personally as DEO and being shit a minute away from 35 mm-hmm. um, and on film, 
I just want to see more um, of the backstories of the city mm-hmm. told. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And of inner city stories told. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's you know what I'm saying? Like um, underrepresented. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of stories. I want to watch a movie told. about Filipino gangbangers from weak. Soma. All right, I'm that's weak. what I want to see. Or from Daily City. Yeah, that would be that lit. Movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that movie is doing numbers. I see that though. movie a lot. I, mean, I saw that movie a lot. Natoma, Natoma, <laughs> city situations. No, but I, I do want to see. No, yeah, like that. no, Keep you're right. Funky. But I do want to see. I, yeah. I want to see. I feel like the story of Harbor Autumn and West Point need to be told. Well, they tried that war. They tried. No, 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 no. no. I'm they talking tried about the, the fake version. Is you talking about the Spike Lee shit? <laughs> Sacrifice City. Right. Did you ever see that? The Spike Lee. No, I never Lee, watched Sacrifice it, but City? I saw a Chirac and no shade to Spike Lee. Yeah, yeah. If him, him doing that, it's like somebody that's not from here. Well, he didn't write that. that movie though. Yeah, so it's like he, he, he directed he it, produced though. it though. He too, was Chirac. Yeah. I think no, 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 no. He the wrote Chirac. Yeah, he yeah. He did. Oh no, he, yeah, he directed the San Francisco story. Yeah, he, oh, okay. he, wrote, he didn't write Sucker Free. Yeah, City, but no, that is a dope story. He got everything you need in there. Yeah, and a lot of people are out. Um, what's OG name? Um, Someone James Beasley is out. Yeah, I was going to say okay. the Beasleys and the James Ron, Beasley the Ron is out. New, Ron New yeah. Story. Um, the Ron mm. New Story would be fucking amazing, be bro. Yeah. Oh you my got like God. thirty-three kids. No, but bro, being on a run from the feds and getting a ninety million dollar record deal. For real? Yeah. What? Damn, yeah, that's crazy. Time. Yeah, Michael Jackson and all that. Being best friends with Joe Jackson. Yeah. Come on. Damn, his story, real? his story is like so crazy. It's crazy. I hope, I used to play I hope football Jay and them doing one it. of his sons, Jay Newt. I feel like he told that yeah. shit on the interview and it was like there was probably that was like five percent of there could have been so much more. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like yeah. there's so much more like he couldn't even get it all in and Man, it was already amazing. Damn, that's crazy. So like definitely it's, it's a lot of stories like the the fucking me being from the towers and the uh, the water crisis that happened mm-hmm. that people just completely ignored. Exactly. That's a whole story of its own. See, I didn't even know that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that Ge- Geneva Tires was Flint before Flint, bro. For real, the water looked like this. What Damn. the fuck? I swear to God, I'll send you an article about that shit, bro. Please. The water looked like you, your juice, bro. That's crazy. You know it what I'm saying? Didn't taste like it. Oh, okay. No. Good. <laughs> we couldn't bathe in it. We couldn't. We had to every Jeez. morning. We had to go down in the lobby and go get big ass jugs of water so mm. we can do bathe in it, brush our teeth, drink. All the shit, bro. I know that's third so, world status. Yeah. When bro. is this? Like the nineties. This was 90, 92. Damn, that's. I gotta ask my mom exactly what year it was, but it was like probably ninety four. I think this one was still the towers. Geneva Towers, yeah. Yeah. Fourteen, fourteen. Hey. I think. Um. <laughs> I think we need to put our brains together and our resources, and I think and we make need a to movie. to make the Messy Marv biopic definitely happen. Do. Ooh. That would go so it. crazy. Yeah. Hell yeah. That'd be tight. That'd be sick as fuck. There's a lot of tight. stories out here. It's a lot of shit that that I think yeah. I think I think you know the movie did a lot to get everyone inspired. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and yeah. thank you for being part of it and for Man, I was, for everything. And, and I think that we're all dedicated and everyone's recalibrated to to making this new movement and what's happening in the city go. You know what I mean? I'm working on some stuff. We'll have the different events. This podcast. We're all you know what I mean. Now that Sad and Skino are involved, like we're all like. 
super excited, and I think mm -hmm. the movie is a catalyst, man. Yeah, yeah. Y'all gotta have everybody on here now. I wanted to oh, have yeah, all yeah, four of y'all at the same time. Well, we can well, still, all do five, yeah, we'll still do that. Yeah, we'll do that. Y'all four with Willie Hen. I wanted to do that. Yeah, that's not nothing. We wanted to do that when the movie first came out. We could still literally do that. Literally could call them. Yeah, we could literally be calling them like, hey. Y'all want to do this podcast? Like, for oh, sure. yeah, for sure. I spoke to everybody except for, um, it's one mm -hmm. of them I don't even know. Oh, Jay, probably uh, say hey. Sounds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he a DJ, though, so it's like DJ can be. Yeah, yeah, it's on me. So it's like, yeah. I right, one you? more, another question. <laughs> hey, bro, you trying to do a podcast with everybody? <laughs> I'm on it right now. They trying to do a podcast with us. Where your shirt at? <laughs> 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 he was just that? He was about to make kid number seven. It's gonna. What's up, man? I seen you call me earlier today. My bad, blood. Nah, he be, he doing he being fake. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was serious because it's this woman who just raised like thirty-seven million, and she was talking about black and brown uh, uh, potential. I mean, tech companies needing funding. That's why I hit you, bro. I don't believe you. <laughs> nah, gotta be talking some shit. <laughs> Yeah. Nah, I call you. I call you in the morning, bro. I'm serious, nah, I know you serious. I know you serious. Yeah, but yeah, Gunner definitely be. He got some I shit. I just met with her at Manny's. I just met with her at Manny's on uh, on like Saturday, bro. So at the clothing yeah, store. Tomorrow, bro. I was calling you. I read your uh, your story. He was talking about you know investors or whatever. Like I'm telling you, I, I know the people that are investing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call you. He got some M's for I'm you. I'm gonna call you in the morning. You, you should call me. <laughs> I will call you. <laughs> hey, but off top, <laughs> off top. Hey, but yeah, bro, let's tap back in. I'm probably talk to you tomorrow. I guess. Yeah, we doing it. We like damn near on hour number eight. I'm doing now, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been talking for like a cool like hour or something like that. But they were yeah, ninety minutes. So it's like. They were saying that they want to have everybody from the Greek chorus on here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's we could definitely make that happen. I'm for sure with it. I'm a thousand percent. Yep. And then we'll just call everybody and bring them. It's nothing. But yeah, all right, bro. I'm going to hit you uh, probably either tonight or tomorrow morning. You got... Hey, right. D.E.O., tap in tomorrow like noon, bro, because I got a few people to tap in because I'm trying to link you. So, you know, make that shape. I will, bro. Promise. Hey, hey we gotta, you got to have another taco night at your house. <laughs> Hey, the tacos hey. number. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love you, man. I guess my follow-up right. question, I know we're winding down, but my follow-up question to the first part was, how has your life changed since the movie? Oh, the women. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Oh, no, no, the bitches. Well, <laughs> well, fortunately for me, um, when it comes to like uh, lo having like local fame, I'm fortunate enough to say when I was in high school, we threw parties. So I've experienced that first wave of being like, oh, my God, you're a part of this group where people you don't know know you. And it was like, I w I'm not trying to have any type of ego or hubris or anything like that. But I was just fortunate enough to do something that gained some traction and to fail from that to prepare me for this and to know what to do right and wrong or have a mm. little bit more know-how. And it was then it was more so the women who you who we didn't used to look at, look your way, uh, all of a sudden they want to have your time or spend time with you. So I would say definitely that for real though. It's like you see women who is like they was not DMing you back. Well, I don't know me. I'm a handsome chocolate dude, so you know it wasn't like I wasn't getting DMs back. It was, <laughs> but uh, it was like something like more so. It's like people that you 
don't really know or people who you were trying, not just women, people you were just trying to mess with who didn't know what your caliber was or what you was doing, when you wanted the time of day from them, it was kind of just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hit you then, and you don't yeah. really get a call back. Yeah. Now, yeah. now it's more like they are reaching out to you and making it a priority to be around you. And it's not like I don't even want to be around those people, but it's just like, what what are your real intentions? Right. And that's, that's yeah, what it, do you want me for? What do you, exactly. Why do you want to spend time Why with do you want to do that? And for me, 2019, it was hard for me to... Um, like do things with certain people because I was I'm a person to where if you come say what's up to me I'll chop it up with you for 20 minutes and he was like oh let's do this I'm like all right I don't see why we shouldn't do that but 2019 taught me that you cannot give a lot of people your time because the reality of the situation is one they're gonna waste it and two they're doing something to help you but inadvertently or not even inadvertently they have an ulterior motive to where as soon as they've used you to help them they're gonna go do something else and I was just seeing that a lot in 2019 and it would 2019 kind of just taught me to cave it off like okay I gotta kind of shave off and every, all help is not good help but I just, nah, man. so it, I had to learn <laughs> that the hard way and this is from somebody who I, I'm talking about I, a lady would be hurting and I say oh you a black single mom here I got some bread for you this might be my last but I'd rather you help because I could go make some more money you got kids and shit and this is like oh so when somebody be like oh you need $100 let me help you I'm like oh shit okay it's good but I had to stop because I peep like sometimes, oh, I seen you get this dude a hundred dollars before, and then even though he gave it back to you, you was still, oh, I gave throw, bro, it, throw it in his face. I gave bro a hundred dollars, yeah, yeah, so you know yeah. the, the only reason why he really got those shoes is because I gave him a hundred dollars, right, so he could. Right. And I'm just and like, man, that mentality, bro. Like, that bro. mentality is 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 kind of traumatizing for mm. for Bay Area people, and that's kind of why we're so independent. Yeah, is because we don't want to feel like we owe our success to anybody. Exactly, and that's why. That's a gift and a curse. It's, it definitely is. That's I, a gift and a curse. I know curse, that bro. for a fact because half the people that's going up musically, I have not made music with them because I got tired three years ago when I'm making music and I'm tapping in with all my folks like, "Hey, bro, let's do a song," and it's just like, "Nah," and I'm like, "Damn, bro, I'm just finna do it myself." Then yeah, somebody, yeah, and it's yeah. now it's, I'm at the point where. I can go walk in the studio with somebody reputable and I say, I, if I was to say, I want to make a song with you, it's not a far-fetched thing to say. Right, right, right. But I'm right. so traumatized to the point where it's like, it's not that I don't want to make a song with you, but it's just like... You can't I, trust them. Yeah, I'm that, like, it's, it's, like... I think we all experience, experience that in different mm -hmm. ways with business situation with women, where it's like yeah. people will curb you and then come back five later, five years later, and they're mm -hmm. like, they want your time. Exactly. And you're like, like, yo, you actually might be genuine. You just mm -hmm. saw me in a different light. Exactly. But because you pulled some funny shit before, I can't even trust you. Exactly. I definitely cursed someone and then came back five years later. Like, oh, I mean, it happens. I'm not saying, it can't, I'm not saying it can't be genuine. Yeah. But I'm saying because you were still the same person before. Mm -hmm. And they didn't bro. see that, it's hard to trust that yeah. person. Mm -hmm. But that experience, bro, is just, is, it's normal. It's a sad yeah. story. It's part of it. It's a sad story in the Bay, bro, mm -hmm. because um, not wanting to owe your success to anybody mm -hmm. is kind of like a far-fetched yeah, ideal terrible. to have. And we all need help. You need help, mm -hmm. right? And, and I'm realizing that. me speaking from fucking experience, bro, we've never taken any type of partnership deals with anybody. I actually... Curve one of the most important managers in the Bay today mm -hmm. before he even got his his breakout artist, and I, 
probably told the story before. I've told it to him hella times because we still hella, hella cool. Yeah. But we've never did any business real business yet. Mm-hmm. We kind of flirt with some shit now. But um, go all the way. Yeah, not a, that's a whole separate <laughs> yeah. story. But it's it's stretch. I'm gonna just say it's stretch, right? Okay. So before he he uh, had um, what's the old girl name? Uh, what's the white girl name? Crayshawn. Crayshawn. Before oh, he had Crayshawn, um, I'm not saying he was trying to get us, but it was that time he was trying to get our album, mm-hmm. right? Him and uh, the homie Huggy mm-hmm. and. Me and bro just was, we never had a good experience yeah, kind of like right. signing to nobody or anything like that. So we just was always like, yeah, but nah, and da 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 And they was doing the like face. town business. They just signed the whole Oakland, and they were trying to get the, the Frisco thing going. And they had Killer Keys, rest in peace. He was he was on board. Roach Giggs was on board. But they really wanted Big Rich. Because mm, Big Rich is going crazy. He wasn't, he didn't want to rock with it though. You mm. know what I'm saying? I probably shouldn't tell this story, but fuck it. Yeah. It's 12 years later. Seven, yeah. What is it, 2011? The saga of Thin yeah. City. Nine, nine, yeah, yeah. So eight, it was Thin City that was trying to kick off. And a lot of us had some, it was just some reservations, you feel mm. me? And um, they Latin. ended up being sent. Nah, that happened before. <laughs> but they ended up saying, all right, if we can't get Big Rich, y'all got the video going on MTV Jams right now. It's going up. Lit. Let's get that out. Al- let's get that album. And we, this was like our baby. It was mm-hmm. that album. It was the, it was the revision. Yeah, that's crazy. And we, it was our baby. We didn't want to give it to anybody to put it in anyone's, anyone else's hands. But okay, so the call stopped. And like a week later, Creation happened. It was and Stretch just told me this story. It was like the video came out on Thursday. They signed the one point four million dollar deal that Monday, mm-hmm. like literally. Damn, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just seeing that was like fuck, man. But weird. the one thing I can say about Stretch, the realest thing in the Bay, and he not even front of Bay, his phone never stopped being picked up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, I just had lunch from three days after Christmas, but we kind of missed that boat. So to say, mm-hmm. you feel me? Because mm-hmm. we felt like we didn't want to align with nobody to be successful, and we felt like we could do, do it, it on our own. I think, um, but in that's, terms of, that's a, uh, an illusion, bro. Yeah, that's it's, an illusion. In terms of creativity <laughs> and creative business, it's always always good not to force nothing, not to chase nothing, and to always yeah. like only let certain people and things in your cipher that's a good fit. Right, mm-hmm. like you ain't gotta do songs with everybody. Like yeah. it would be cool or whatever, but like a lot of times, like we was talking earlier about like the difference. There's a difference between putting your homie on and maybe he don't deserve it. Between besides, like this is just my homie that mm-hmm. I rap with that's dope as fuck that I yeah. vibe with, and he's on every one of my albums, like mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah, like, yeah. And if you can meet another established artist that you create that that bond with, cool. But you ain't gotta force nothing. But like, you know? let's let's bring it home, like audio vandals. Yeah. That was a to me. That was a left field kind of marriage, so to say, because y'all established a whole separate company, and it is what it is. And but it for everybody that know it kind of spawned from uh, what y'all did prior to that. Uh, what was it called? You you monk and and P Fetty. Oh, the no order. order. Yeah, the no order. Right. Yeah. So, Real niggas gonna know about that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but audio vandals is an important thing too, because that's two separate entities joining together, creating what it is. Well, now. it's creative business. It's right. a creative right. approach to to business, and it's a crea- It's the business of creating. But imagine if one of y'all was closed minded about that, right? 
You feel me? Yeah. And we wouldn't. Right. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. We say it's this. It's this right. creative synergy that goes yeah. into the business. And that's and that's kind of why I shared that story with me because we was hella closed minded, bro. Because mm. and it was our tunnel vision. Our tunnel vision made us closed minded. Damn, we had funny. a plan. We had a plan and we was executing that plan. Mm. But we didn't know to just let somebody else in the car to get on that road with and us. That's you feel where me? I'm at right now. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I have a feeling, bro. You gonna have people just knocking on your door this year, bro. Like yeah. you gonna have a lot of people. You ain't gonna have to go looking for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I'm gonna just keep that in my mind, and I'm not. Nah, your it. energy alone, bro, is gonna bring. Yeah. Something. I appreciate that. It already right. is. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I hate to be that guy, but I gotta get the fuck out of here. This podcast started like an hour and a half late, man. It's no, nobody's end, fault, but goddamn. Just to end on a positive note, to go back to what you're saying, uh, stuff that we saw from this is just the opportunities that opened up with it, and the ability we were we've been able to impact people with what we've been doing. So it's just like people we see on a daily basis or people who didn't know I act or anybody else act or people who didn't know this stuff about what's going on, it just opened up avenues to where it's like, oh, you was already doing hella shows, but you was in the movie? Okay, it's just like it adds to the stock. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Just stuff like yeah. that. Nice I want to end, end it on a more positive note because uh, it... it the list of topics on here is really long. We didn't even get to we half ain't of them. Nowhere. We're but, coming part two coming yeah, soon. We'll back. That's a fact. Yeah. But it's it's restaurant week this or it's coming up. That's lit. That's on there. I'm gonna end on that. Vegan mob. Okay, I was about to ask y'all. Yeah. What's y'all favorite Frisco restaurants? Well, vegan mob is in Oakland, but, but it's a Frisco restaurant yeah. though. Vegan mob, my number one forever, always. I will eat anything off that menu. Doing numbers, Don Toriano, best restaurant out. Don Toriano's a legend. Went to middle school with the man. For real? You went to middle school with him? Yeah, Hawks, That's man. crazy, bro. Over Hawks, man. With vegan Trash. market show. You know, I like to uh, go into Brenda's. Oh, yeah, Brenda's doing numbers. Nice brunch, nice Cracky. dinner. You go there on a weekday for lunch when there's no line. Mm. You get the special. You always have to look at the specials. A lot of people don't do that. You like the cheese grits? Cheese grits are fine. With the biscuit. I like the cheese grits. I'm a, you know, I'm a big fat ass. I go there, I get the motherfucking Don't pancake. Don't talk about with the, yourself with the, like that. No, no, it's, it's positive. It's positive. I'm literally not fat, so you know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, you get the motherfucking pecan, butter, pecan syrup on them pancakes. Come on, man. Get some of that good coffee. They got one in Oakland, man. Oh, yeah, and they got one on DeVitt's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, blue jacks. Yeah, it's like sides, like barbecue, right? A little small. Yeah, mm-hmm. small. But that's that's me. I like Brenda's. Brenda's do numbers too. Beignets. Um, I used to yeah. fuck with oh, Brenda's. Yeah. You said what? Beignets. When yeah, I lived in New I Orleans, I used to eat beignets. Yeah, that's, you oh, have man. to. Yeah. the real ones. That's mm-hmm. the rich food. Yeah, facts. Yeah. French Quarter. What's, what's your favorite? Yeah. Man, there's many favorite restaurants, but off the top of my head, I'd have to say one of our favorites, uh, Old Men are Islamic. Never oh, man. There. Yeah, the Muslim yeah, Chinese yeah. spot out Hello. in the sunset. Hello. Oh, no, yeah. never heard of it. So there's like 50 different um, ethnic groups in China, and, and there's one that they're fucking putting the in concentration. Con- yeah, yeah, they're putting in concentration. There's over ethnic a million Muslims in China. Mus- Chinese Muslims in the concentration camp. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, That's yeah, crazy. And it's basically the part of China that borders Afghanistan, so they're a right. Muslim. Wow. So if you go uh, to Old Mandarin Islamic, on was it Vicente? Yeah. Like, old men are Islamic. Old Mandarin. Oh, Islamic. old Mandarin. Oh, yeah, okay. sorry, I mumbled. Um, it's, He's it's a Chinese rapper. I know, right? <laughs> it's it's Chinese food, but it is definitely very specific. Get the things that um you, you never really seen on on a Chinese yeah. uh, it's delicious. menu. Thank you for, for no, putting me on to that. Yeah, there's no pork, obviously, because they're they're Muslim. Oh, yeah, that's lit. Um, the one thing I want to try there is the hot pot. 
Because I always see people Yeah, I see a lot of there. families eating there And I, you know But the food Everything we I've ever got there We've gone there A bunch of times yeah. together it's, it's just really good food It's delicious It's clean It's interesting uh, I like high. it It's yeah. one of my favorites Hidden gym um, Damn, I would love to eat there <laughs> I've been a uh, vegan for about three and a half years, so oh, I, I can't real? really eat it everywhere like that. Mm. Um, but vegan mob for sure. Um, Numbers. And it just, I'd love to see Toriano just thriving in that space because if people knew him and know him, mm-hmm. um, his the story journey. is amazing. Oh, the journey. Lots, you know of, what I'm saying? lots yeah. of places, man. Shout out to him. Um, Gracias Madre is, mm. is, is, is like. The crack in that spot that I love. The drinks there is where is that? Mission Street. That's on Mission. Oh, okay. yeah, oh like 18th and Mission. Yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's a vegan Mexican spot. Right. Yeah, I went there and got some pozole. It was pretty the good. Pozole cracking. It was pretty it, good. It's, it's just all vegan. Cracking ass. They got the mezcal there. Hella different mezcals there. That's, you it's know, vegan. people drink. Yeah, yeah. It's vegan. <laughs> vegan mezcal. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what is this place called? Gracias Madre. I'm about to put it on my list. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be trying to put people on to the vegan. Options in the city. Frisco numbers. got a lot of good vegan restaurants, though. Hell yeah. Uh, Grasses Madre is one of them. Um, damn. That, I, yeah, I'm going to just leave it at that one. I'm going to leave it at that one. Mm, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but shit, man. man 02. Yeah, it's like Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Thank y'all for having um, me. Keep, keep going, bro. Keep thriving. Keep your foot on these niggas' necks. Quit you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now you're not. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that. <laughs> now, yeah, my juice. watch. What's up with Man Juice? Tell oh, her about it. Juice labels coming soon. The labels are freshly pressed up. They right here. Shipped to me right now. Yeah, yep. those delicious juice. juices you see. Man, it's a limeade concoction. It's like drinking lemonade, but sparkling and made with limes. I make it with love. I squeeze it myself, and I do it. Make it damn near every day. We got the still winning teas. We got to talk about a tease. Oh, we got the still winning tees. Talk about a tease and Niners colors. If you like the Niners, tap in with me. I got small to extra large. Only having those for the playoffs, limited edition. Other than that, music is out. We got. What can they find an album? Uh, album was on every streaming platform except for go. Google Play. Um, Why? Like because when you go on DistroKid, it has the option of Google playing YouTube. And I did that with my last album. And they generated a YouTube channel for me as a topic. And I was trying to add this thing where I wanted to get to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. And then they took like 300. So I'm like, damn. So I'm like, I'm going to just have it to where I upload it to YouTube myself. Mm, and personally, no shade to nobody who use Google Play, but I don't know anybody personally that use Google Play. Maybe, and then when I looked at my demographics on TuneCore and DistroKid, it was only like out of the multiple people who download the album, it was probably under five who did Google That's Play. That's smart. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I was like, I'd rather do when that. When I want to purchase a physical copy of a CD, I use Google Play, but I, yeah. I use Spotify. And they make CDs for you, so that's a good thing about it. But yeah, I don't know. That's all the stuff I'm doing. You okay. just if you just put in Stunnerman or two, you will find me. Like, Where can I, they get the juice? Juice, you just tap in with me. Go to my IG page, Stunnerman or two. If that's if I don't hit you back on that, go to Drip by O two. That's another Instagram page where I sell merch and I sell the dripping juice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you can just tap in with that. Hit me, say, oh, I need you. I do deliveries. You buy three bottles or more. One for eight, two for 15, three for dub. Pull up with us. If you buy a shirt, I'll drop the price of the shirt and the juice to $5. So you feel um, me? I plug you. This man is on his hustle. Y'all want to do music picks? Nope. 
I gotta go, bro. He like, yeah, he gotta, I gotta, I gotta leave go. too. So All right, for sure. <laughs> Grab the album. Still winning. Stunning Man still 02. Winning. We in here. Yeah, that's Nigga, my we still winning. Yeah, yeah. 10,000 yeah. hours yeah. instrumental album. Man, January all right, so I want to just give yeah. some shout outs right fast. Shout out to King Said behind the camera. Yeah. MVP sick, Productions. Yeah. Shout out to Skino. Legend Cliff Ever is in the building. Drake's one. My bad, I'm, I ain't gonna shout no, no, out. No, no, okay, Drake's one. You know, Stunning Man 02. Sean G. Hey. Native sons and what's baby girl name? Zora, Zora. Hey, she got the Queen Zora's coming. You know what I'm saying? We was in here watching uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. One she and was two. Not feeling it. You feel me? Nah, she was <laughs> feeling it. <laughs> she was like, "What the hell?" We gonna is get this? this shit cracking. Thank you, Stunner Man. Thank you. Thank all. you. Hey, for life. do me a favor. Have a beautiful night. <laughs>